0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm
1: your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind.
0: So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville
1: and want to wrap your head around what's
0: going on, this might be a great place to start.
1: Take a listen. What's up, everybody? It's Kyle Thurkey from Nashville for Nobodies, and we got...
0: Bobby Gordon here, and even though the podcast isn't coming out, we are recording on Mother's Day, so I would like to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that we have eternally disappointed, um, especially the ones of us that have gone to college and are still working in bars every night of the week. That's lovely. My mom's so proud. (laughs) But we do have a guest that actually showed up this time So we can record a podcast It <laughs> has been rough, busy season has definitely hit for a lot of us It, hit, it
1: has, and then also with uh, allergies and sinus infections and things like oh, that We yeah. haven't really been able to talk So today in the house we have Sunshine James Sunshine, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, how are you? Doing good, man Why Are you in
0: sh- fact a ray of sunshine?
2: Uh, I, I like to think so <laughs> oh, I That's feel cool feel really happy all the time <laughs> <laughs> Swinging a mess. This
0: is not a comedy podcast, apparently.
1: Because <laughs> I'm over here like dying, coughing, laughing. Yeah, my well, bad. Sunshine, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and why the hell you're here in Nashville.
2: Um, uh, sunshine, James. I'm from Arizona. I, there's I tell a lot people, of sunshine. Yeah, there is. When I was a kid, I was sick of it. We couldn't stand it. it oh, I'm too sure. Much. It's so hot it be 115 for 2 months straight and mm-hmm. you're just like please god give me a break you know
0: what everybody says like oh it's a dry heat motherfucker when it's 130 it feels like 130 that's it's, not any better an go it's, sleep in an oven
1: it's still hot it doesn't it's, matter you are it's still hot it, like you're burning you like, can't what? breathe it's like mm. like yeah. i'm i'm from south of houston texas so mm. like we we don't have the dry heat it's constant humidity and i get it you walk outside and you're sweating but i'm not like it's not that hot it's not 115 for two months no
2: it's insanely hot sorry i used to be tough though i used to have feet i could walk across anything and now something's in the grass and i'm like
3: (laughs) ouchie no i
0: I got (laughs) baby feet feet (laughs) Uh,
2: because we're all dainty musicians. Now. Oh, that's <laughs> that <where> <laughs> when you were explaining, like you know, sinus infections and allergies, and I'm like, oh, we sound like such. We're band <laughs> we band nerds. We just weak.
0: make you think we're cool now.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we look cool on
1: stage. Um, off a of stage, I I I can't say the same. But anyways so uh,
2: what do you do here? I play music, and it's unreal. <laughs> I like I, my body. My body hurts. <laughs>
0: This is, I'm not gonna be able to do this. this is, I'm gonna laugh the whole time.
2: I'm, I'm loving this, this already. I'm loving this already. You laughing at me? <laughs> what <laughs> did I say? <laughs> I play music. <laughs> I hate when I hate when I'm not a part of the inside joke. <laughs>
1: there is no inside joke. I'm just laughing at you right now. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, so, so you play music? Like, I know you're an artist. So you're you're a country artist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which, whatever that means these days, but yeah,
0: right. Country is a very
2: wide genre of too. music. I was raised in a house where like Waylon Jennings was pushing it. Oh, really? Yeah. My oh, grandfather wow. was a country uh, uh, artist and guitar player, singer, <clears throat> and uh, he like he used to say Buck Owens. He goes, "Those songs are too girly." Like, fair enough. You know, I'm, I'm a massive Buck Owens fan, but uh, <laughs> it's just funny like people talk about country today and they're like, man. I miss country when it was like Alabama, but I'm like my grandpa used to rag on Alabama, just like <laughs> my mom and grandpa. They go, "Oh no, there's a generation growing up thinking Alabama's country music," and then she goes, "Here we are." <laughs> right. So it's just I, that's why I'm like country artist, but whatever that means, he's, you know, we play it telecasters played on
0: country radio. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's. Yeah. So, so how old were you when you started playing music? Uh, I got I mean that's tough i literally grew up around a campfire with like cowboys and bikers and drifters just who were all my grandpa's best friends and they get hammered and tell stories and so you're always just surrounded by it? i'm just always around it grandpa always had a guitar even when he got sick and i was like starting to play guitar and i was like show me some stuff and yeah it was uh i i thought everyone grew up that way i was like it's just how it is you know you grandpa plays and my mom plays and sings and she's a great bass player great singer um and they both kind of did the nashville thing for a second each a little my, my grandpa did it for two weeks didn't go great he went back home he missed his family uh my mom she had a couple different deals where she record and then uh but she told me i thought i would show up be pretty and sing my ass off and then someone would do the rest so that's why I'm out here hustling and doing all the work, and it's a lot of damn work that it, you don't know what. It, like, there's no like, do this work and it works. Yeah, there, there's it's, no like syllabus telling you right. what to do. It's.
0: I mean, it's almost like the opposite. Like, if this worked, then that's off the table. You yeah, can't do that anymore. If it
2: worked for someone else, it's over. That that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. So when when'd you <laughs> really When did you, you pick up guitar and start playing guitar? Thirteen officially. That's when I. Went to uh, Buchanan Music in Mesa, Arizona. and A guy named Jason. Uh, I got lessons for two months. But then we we couldn't afford them anymore. Because my, my grandparents paid for the first month. And then the second month, we went from every week to every other week. It was $16 a lesson for an hour and a half. And uh, just, you know, just couldn't afford it. And uh, luckily, I was hooked. That was just enough to get me started and be obsessed and be a loser
1: <laughs> welcome to the club uh, I, feel, I, was, I feel
2: that i was i was 12 when i picked
1: up a bass well I, I actually picked up a guitar first and i started learning on that but everybody i knew played guitar mm-hmm. and so i ended up picking up bass and the same thing i was i was hooked i was like i i don't want to put it down i love it so so did you start like playing in bands in high schools and stuff Or like how did you start like were you just playing guitar by yourself?
2: Yeah, I I played a bunch on my own and uh, my my best friend Brett, he played drums or he was learning drums at the same time I was learning guitar. And I remember the first time we had a band practice, I just showed up with my acoustic and he had full drum set and I was just I, we started playing and I go, "Oh, this isn't loud enough." Uh, he's playing loud drums and I'm just right. strumming a trying of acoustic, Shit. not plugged in. <laughs> so I took an old keyboard amp and my P V Raptor, which is a strat. Yeah. A pV strat. And that that was that was my hundred and forty nine dollars I got that guitar for. At Milano music and I played that thing until I was like twenty. Dude 21. remembers
0: every music store he bought equipment <laughs> I from. Know, right? <laughs> That's all it was, it
2: was I grew up in a small town that blew up fast. So, when I was in, and, and my, for my parents, it wasn't a small town. They're like, this is the city. Cause they grew up in a town of 900 people in the middle of the woods. And uh, so we had just one of everything, and then it just blew the hell up. Now it's 350,000 people. Nice. And it looks like Sixth Street or Broadway on the main strip. When I was a kid, it was like literally tumbleweeds rolling across and Wee <laughs> wee Like, just no, no, no. Exactly. There was, there was a furniture store, an antique store, and uh, uh Champions, this bar, and that. The owner, I used to see her back when that strip was nothing, and she would just looked like hell, and she just couldn't pay the bills. It was dead. The strip blows up. They don't. They don't do anything to this bar. It still looks like it did in 1992, <laughs> and all like all the Randy Johnson posters from the 90s and the John Wayne <laughs> posters from the 80s and nice. the Marlboro City. Sig- and that place, she is making money hand, and I'm so happy for her. It is the biggest piece of shit, but it is always packed now. That's awesome. Nice. I, like
1: yeah. to, I like to hear stories like that. Yeah, right. I think there's only one bar in my hometown that's like one of the original bars that has been there since before i was born i think and uh it's, it's called penison's pub and it was a uh, he, he played for the uh, the houston oilers the original i think oh. i think his name is jay Pennison. he he originally played for the houston oilers and that was like his bar and now his, his kids own it now but it that's cool same thing hasn't changed yeah it's always packed it's always busy i i'm pretty sure it's still there i haven't i haven't been home and over two years i'm actually going home this weekend so i'm pretty excited so i'll I'll give you an update yeah yeah, i'll give you an update on that one but yeah it's my hometowns it was a wasn't as small as yours but it was still like the same thing It was like a small town and by the time i was like a junior senior in high school it was like blowing up and we had a movie theater and a mall and like a, a downtown area and now like you can't tell the difference between Houston and Sugarland like they just kind of run oh, wow. into each other yeah like oh, nice. so you don't it's just happening everywhere then yeah everywhere is blowing up That's i mean so wild. everywhere
0: so like the weird thing in my hometown when it came to bars is there's a very limited number of liquor licenses so like every few years the owners would just close down the bar sell the liquor license to one of the different owners and they just like bounce around to the like handful of bars nice. and reopen the bar under a different name and all of a sudden, it's like the new hot bar for a couple years. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then they just do it again. So the same like five bars have been there forever, but they reopen and it's like the new hotness. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: well, it actually, works that's a every genius time. business plan. <laughs> I mean, it, it, where, where are you from?
0: Paducah, Kentucky. Or just oh, outside really? of Paducah. I know. just
2: played a gig there last week. Nice. We did a derby party. Nice. Um, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, what do you call it? Paducah? Paducah. But oh, I thought you said someone told me they're like yeah, Paducah. the place smells like shit.
3: <laughs>
0: Sometimes, and we got Sometimes. there. I was
2: like, yeah, and it was. We were in the nice part, I guess, because the houses were unreal. <laughs> like I, nice. I like wealth. Yep. It's like generational wealth.
0: Yep. Like, were you Were you close to the riverfront?
2: Like, I don't a, was
0: it like a downtownish area?
2: No, no, oh, it okay. was like out. Oh um, okay. Yeah that we just the basement alone is where we kind of went in got dressed and
0: well then you say like money but the mortgage for that place is probably what you're paying for rent
2: <laughs> that's true <laughs> he, he did talk to the, the guy who owned the sweetest people really nice and they were just like yeah we we, we were in nashville and we left in 93 mm-hmm. and they were like it was too much back then so they're like we go back now and we could not stay in nashville now
0: Nice. Like, wh- there's this huge house that I've always loved um, close to where my mom lives. And I looked it up on, like, Zillow or one of those sites and expecting it to be, like, a $2 million house yeah. or some shit. And it was, like, 500000 Ooh. And I was, like, dude, this is, like, a massive home and has, like, a four-car garage in the back of it. Like, it's huge. Damn. Like, and... It's going for what like a normal house goes for in Nashville. <laughs> You're like, I can get along <laughs> like, for this. Like a smaller house even. Yeah. It's insane.
1: I think this house that I'm living in now is worth like four or five hundred thousand
0: dollars. See? You could be living in like top here. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm renting trot, here. Kentucky. But yeah.
1: If I wanted to live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, even back in Texas, like back home, I was looking at houses out there because I was like, ah, oh, you know, I was considering moving back home and whatnot. And I was like, it's just as expensive to live out there than it is here. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Might as well just stay dude, here. We're moving back to, like, the
0: family homes where, like, three generations live in the same house because
1: oh, they dude. can't afford it. Dude, man, I don't even, I live alone. I don't know how I afford this. Like, it's. I feel that. It's 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 tough. But, um. so, how old were you when you started, like, playing in that band, or playing with your buddy?
2: That was two thousand four. Five, so it was freshman year of high school Okay, We just started jamming in his garage And uh, we did that for a couple of years And different people coming in and out of the band And different buddies And, and I remember when uh, I was 16 is after our sophomore year I moved to Buffalo, New York And the neighbors across the street They were like, we're so sad You guys were just starting to get good <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> we went through all of that. you don't even get to enjoy I it. I was I
2: was thinking about that I'm like god bless those neighbors, man. They put up with some That's noise. Great. Dude, I
1: in in middle school, we would always uh practice at my buddy's house. I had a little like three-piece band. We tr- we were trying to be like Blink-182 or Green Day, just like a three-piece punk band. Yeah. And we would practice at my buddy Damon's house and God bless his parents, man, for like having to put up with us and listen. I mean, it was just it was noise. We yeah. practiced at our drummer's house for a while, but we, it was mostly at at Damon's house and eventually they like they let us practice in the garage and then they had this little sunroom we moved back to for a little while. But just yep, God bless yeah. them, man. And then after I left that band, I started playing with uh my cousin and his band when I was in high school, and same thing, my aunt and uncle, man. I don't know how and 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 my cousins uh his his sisters like they had to put up with us all the time yeah. <laughs> and they're like we would throw house parties and have our band play and like i don't i don't know many parents that would let let their kids do that kind of shit so god god bless them for that
2: so you moved to buffalo when you were a junior you said yeah the summer between sophomore and junior uh i was 6 i just turned 16
0: Talk about a weather shock.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Weather (laughs) shock, culture. It's I mean, that's a whole lifestyle change completely. Yeah. But but it's funny because my parents are from 90 minutes south of Buffalo. And just, uh, like I said, small town, middle of the woods. And uh, it's funny when you're raised by small town people. And you, I didn't really have, Arizona's kind of. It was, it was still I hate to sound cliche but it was still the wild west like there's just there was no identity because nothing was there but old ranchers and cowboys and and people coming up from Mexico so it kind of blew up and it was just a melting pot of all these people but I was raised in this like secluded small town people and cowboys and bikers and so I just had it in what I thought it was and then I moved to western New York and I, I meet all my family out there and get close to them and it was. I was like, oh, this is I, now. I, like, I connect with somewhere, and uh, my identity is partially Western New York for sure. So it was. It was cool to like kind of find out who you are. It was, yeah. But yeah, the no, I. I walls of snow.
0: Recommend to everybody that the best move you can do is get out of your hometown. Yeah. And figure out like where your people are. Yeah. Because my people were not in my hometown at all. <laughs> like. I can't stand any of them.
2: Well, and that's you grow up with them, and they kind of decide who you are when you're mm-hmm. like six years old, and, and that just it, sticks with you. It sticks no yeah. matter how much you change, evolved. and and see.
1: I didn't. I wasn't even that lucky to be at like six years old. be Like, ah, oh, this is who this kid is. I have two older brothers, so that every time uh, I oh. went into school or went into like the next, you grade, were just their little I, brother. I was their little nope. brother, and I was immediately judged by them and who they were and so like i never even like had a sense of self yeah until i was in high school like late high school like junior senior years when i started to like really discover who i was and truthfully it hasn't been up until these last like two three years that i truly discovered who i am yeah so like getting away from everybody and everything and being completely on my own, and like, ah, this is who I am, and what I want to do, and how yeah. I want to live my life, instead of what people perceive me to be, and how I do things.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Not. Not even school. Like you said, I, I got two older sisters. Same thing. Everywhere I worked and uh, school, mm-hmm. yeah, I was always Lauren and Kimmy's little brother.
1: Yeah. Yep. And we have a very uh, unique last name, and it's long, and so like people would see my last name and be like, ah. You're their little brother. Oh, you, you belong to that family. Oh, okay. Like I was already perceived as that person. Like, cool. <laughs> do Wait. I live? Do I live up to that expectation, or do I do something else? <laughs> <laughs> do I ruin it? Like, what do I do? Here? Thankfully, when I went to high school, um, my neighborhood, like like I said, that area was growing so much. So yeah. the, the whole neighborhoods, everything, everybody got rezoned. And my neighborhood was like in that split area, and I got sent to a different high school to where my brothers went. My mom fought for me to go to that high school, but I ended. Up, I was like, "No, I don't want." Yeah. Everybody's gonna know who I am there, and I I want to like do my own thing and be my yeah. own self here. Cool. i I'm, I'm glad I did that. I I really am. Yeah. I think had I gone to uh, the high school that my brothers went to, I definitely would be living a different life and gone on a different path than where I'm at now like I I guarantee that so and I also I would have been like the bottom of my class instead of the top of my class yes yeah. so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice you know so th- there was that too I was like let me go to a school where I know I'm gonna do better <laughs> so
2: what's your uh, what's your last name Thurkelson Thurkelson
1: yeah it's it's right up there
2: cuz okay i was like damn yeah. we're lining up again cuz my name is literally there's my yeah. family i don't even know is, your yeah. i don't even know your real name yeah, here, you've always been ready? sunshine james here's the exclusive uh feldbauer feldbauer it's german for field farmer okay and nobody is everyone is i remember uh, when dale and died my um, we called in and, and just they wanted you to talk about your memories and i grew up dale and Hart fan and i remember they wrote selt selt bauer and like my whole life nobody could get it and the other day uh we were i was going to see a buddy and he was at the hotel in the valet i found so sounds i i felt so bougie i'd never i didn't (laughs) valet huh someone's taking my car and i he goes what's the last name i go feldbauer and he goes okay and i go damn you spelled it right he goes yeah i took german means field farmer i was like oh my god like Nobody knows nice. so and, and
0: that's what happens when you go to like a place like to, Nashville yeah, where there's other people huge from place. everywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. When when you're surrounded by people who are <laughs> cultured.
0: <laughs> right. Not Possum Track, Kentucky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being cultured, we were playing a gig yesterday and somebody requested some songs like you know, we we didn't know. People request songs all the time that we don't know. And uh, I was like, Yeah, sorry, we, we we don't know that one. And she looks at me, she goes you need some culture in your life, Ugh. and I was like, "If you only knew, sweetheart. If you only knew."
0: I feel like the only response to that is, "Lady, you're on Broadway."
2: <laughs> like I will hit a woman in front. You're of everybody, on Broadway with a bachelorette party. Mm. <laughs> so. Cliche. The the shit people say blows me. I I this guy came up and he requested. Uh, I love Texas. What the hell's that? The Hank Jr. song. And it's one of his goofy. He he kind of like he was all over the map. I'm a huge Hank Jr. fan, but I love Texas Women. I think he was, and I didn't. I was like, I've listened. You know, I grew up on it, but I, I'm not gonna do it too good. And I played it, and then he goes, "You should uh you should listen to Hank Jr. You're gonna learn something. He great. Look, <laughs> like, dude, I got I got Blues Man, uh, Whiskey on Ice, uh, like I and I started naming all these like. So I'm like, I'm a huge. We got a here? bunch
1: of them. We just don't have. Yeah. That one. I'm and, I'm
2: sorry. And he goes, I don't know who those songs are, but listen to that. I'm like, okay, you know it's one big goofy hit, you Midwest weirdo. Right. Uh, just started listening to country music That's two years ago. Thing. No,
1: just started listening to country music song. before they came to Nashville. <laughs> so they so they had one song to request. Oh my god. <laughs> Did uh, speak
0: it, so the girl I'm seeing yeah. has actively, I guess, avoided country music her whole life. Had a girl. And so Gotta I'll be like, I'll be like talking about something, and I'll be like, blah 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 blah, Luke Combs, and she's like, who's that? Oh shit! And then I'll be like, blah 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 blah, Brooks and Dunn. I don't know who that is. It's like, oh my god, can we talk? Like, <laughs>
1: I don't know your language now. You know, I. I, I, I and maybe it's just because of what we do, but I feel like those are just household names. Yeah. yeah. Like they're on the radio and yeah. on TV and like you hear them. And I get it because I have friends that do not listen to country. But if I were to walk into them and talk to them and be like, yeah, Luke Bryan or Jason Alden," they would at least like, they're like, they know the right. names. Right. They're not like, huh? Like living under a rock. I, like Dude, I mentioned George I
0: like- Strait once and she was like, I think I've heard of him.
1: <laughs> you think he's the greatest, greatest did, did you, you ask her, her time, Garth Brooks. do you know who Garth Brooks is? she knows Garth Brooks okay, well, she knows Garth Brooks how, how do you know Garth Brooks and not George Strait what? I don't
2: know Garth is he that guy that cries all the time for no reason <laughs> I love Garth I'm a huge fan but there's points know. where you're like really you're gonna cry about it was, that oh, was,
1: he can turn the waterworks on damn
2: dude he can but he, he owns, owns it. it I love that he owns it he goes I'm a cry baby I don't know what it is he, he made he tells a story about making George Jones uncomfortable the first time you met George Jones, he goes, I just started, I started crying. And he goes, George Jones turned around and walked away. And I was like, yeah, you weirdo, you started crying. I, I'd be like, well, hope you're feeling okay, buddy. Yeah. And he like, walked out of the room.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I,
0: I'll t- like, I was never a crier. And then I had my second daughter and now everything, mm. everything, like it, it could have nothing to do with anything. And I'd be like, it, it got me. <laughs> stupid
2: stuff you know what always gets me those uh and it all started i remember the first time i saw this it was on espn it was military coming home to their family and chris daughtry's home is playing i'm coming home to the and i was making breakfast i turn around and i'm watching and the the chorus comes in and daddy and I went mm, 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 yep. let some bacon oil hit me in the chest calm those, me down those videos
0: <laughs> never got me like I, I thought they were the dumbest I was like oh yeah good for you blah 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 and then I'm scrolling through TikTok like probably a month or two ago yeah. there was one and the little girl runs up and hugs her daddy and I'm like dude not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay I'm <laughs> not yeah, okay yeah no
1: th- those definitely get me too man my, yeah. both of my brothers were in the military and um my oldest brother left for basic and stuff when I was a, a junior in high school and uh that was like it was like the the end of my junior year mm-hmm. so like like and I was like I looked up to my brother like yeah. I wanted to be my brother when I was younger and so like after dealing with him both of my brothers joined the military going to war and coming back when I see those videos dude I'm like tears they're they're there and that makes sense he's got
0: something to relate to like my brother was in the military but i didn't know my brother growing up i met him like basically i met him when he was 18 and i was like eight or nine and then he came to the house for a weekend and then he went back to california his mom moved him to california when her and my dad split and then he joined the military and then he was instantly overseas i think he was in like i know he was in germany for a long time i think he was in korea for a little bit i don't remember exactly but like he was never a part of my life so that has no emotional tie to me so these videos have no emotional tie to me and then now all of a sudden like no that, that video
1: had an emotional tie to you you're just not seeing it because no. it was a little girl running up to her dad i, I, I get that's that. why
3: but <laughs>
0: but as far as like the, the military, military aspect part, yeah. and like For the history before that like there was never an emotional connection to those kind of videos so that was just like whatever yeah but now different story and while we're on the subject of things that make me cry (laughs) why can't they write a damn country song about a dog that's not fucking sad
2: yeah because they always leave us because they give us 10 great years and then die like it's there's no happy ending with a dog we go through it. We we put ourselves yeah, through it over, dogs, and, over <laughs> and over. It, dude. And just, I'm dude. I'm the worst with dogs. I I lose couple. God Goddamn! I keep getting them for girls, and then they take them or they make it so they're gone. My dogs with my ex in Colorado right now. And keep I'm doing just that, like, but with kids. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry.
2: I love that. Well, one. <laughs> I love a good dark turn. Uh, go on.
0: Oh, I just, uh, you know, it's just life. The girl leaves, they take the pets. I mean,
2: classic. Classic.
1: I got to keep three of my cats, thankfully. X kept one, but she also kept the house, so I I think she wins there. Still got the
0: house. And she got rid of like nine cats when she left, so that was God dang. It, There was so many freaking cats in that house; it was awful. I got like,
2: the cats. I, you I love You could smell cat
0: pee from like halfway up my driveway, Ugh. and it's probably like a fifty foot driveway. <laughs> so from like twenty five feet uh-uh. from the house, you could smell it.
2: Uh-uh. Uh, nope, house nope.
0: smells great now.
2: Uh, I think it's what I love: barn cats. Oh, barn cats! Barn cats. They keep them on the property that keep everything, especially in Arizona. They keep snakes, scorpions. They keep all that shit away.
0: So I've got two cats now, and they, for the most part, like, they'll come in for a couple days, and then they'll go outside for, like, a week, mm-hmm. and then come back go in for a couple days outside for a week. But I got an orange one that's a little fucking hunter. And you got to be careful when he comes back because he's bringing a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My mom was watching my daughter, and, like, I get, we're talking, and you're like, oh, your cat brought a squirrel in. <laughs> my cat brought a squirrel in the in the house I mean cats brought dead mice cats yeah. brought a dead mole like okay no 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 the squirrel was alive and then the cat dropped the squirrel in the house and squirrel took off well she started describing this squirrel and she's like well it's really pretty it was brown and it had little <laughs> white dots on it and like what she was describing didn't sound like a squirrel and we're outside on the porch Please the tell next me it wasn't day a squirrel and this little critter runs across the yard and she was like yeah it was a squirrel like that I was like, mom that's a fucking chipmunk <laughs> that's <laughs> not a squirrel <laughs> you grew up in possum Trot, kentucky too how do you oh not know what a squirrel God. is
2: you're like chipmunks aren't high in cholesterol like squirrels you could have eaten it that's hilarious
1: That
0: that's an awkward statement <laughs> uh, i was
2: hoping you guys would get the christmas vacation reference and that flat line but
0: anyways i get it now that you write it. it's been so long since i've seen that movie
1: I watched it during Christmas. (laughs) I did not catch the reference.
2: That's my favorite thing to do. Is I'm I'm not funny at all. I'm the least funny person on planet Earth. Are you? But I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm obsessed with funny people and stand up. So anything funny at if you're laughing at it, then I said it. I stole it. (laughs) Nothing like I made that reference and thought that was going to be great. Everything's (laughs)
0: stolen. Being original just means you forgot who you stole it from.
2: Oh, man. I want to say Writing that one down. (laughs)
3: What's
0: going on? A t-shirt? My sister
2: sister thought I was the funniest person alive for about a year and a half. And then all of a sudden, I get a call one day. She goes, you son of a bitch. I go, (laughs) what? She goes, I just watched both of Tom Segura's specials. And I go, oh, no. Those are all my jokes to to, to this day. All I do is, yeah. It's all Tom girl.
1: What was the quote again?
0: It's, uh, being original just means you forgot who you stole it from.
1: So we have, I have a list of t-shirt ideas that we're going to make for this podcast. Hot. At least, at least we'll, we get at least one line per episode where we like have a t-shirt idea. It's, yes. it's just stupid shit. It's so. just going to be like a quote
0: and yes. then have our logo on it and it'll be cool.
2: I thought you were ex- like, like, excited to have a hook line that didn't have anything to do with whiskey or a girl.
1: I mean, none of these have anything to do with Whiskey or Girls, to be honest with you. And they could all be hook lines. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was about to say, can Impromptu hear, can writing
0: session where we take a quote from the podcast and write a country song.
1: You know, so I, I don't know if you saw my post, but I was like, mark my words, I'm putting on an album this year.
0: Yes. And I was very curious because you haven't mentioned, like you've mentioned a little bit about like wanting to start writing a little and that's it. So I'm very intrigued and would really like to be a part of this situation. I've just been
1: randomly lately going to my phone and my notes and like putting just my thoughts down. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I was reading some of them. I was like, there's a few good lines in here to like work off of. Like not all of it, but there's a couple lines in some of them like that, I could work a song idea off that. Mm -hmm. And I've been coming in here lately and just kind of like sitting down and playing with the acoustic. And I was like, you know what? See, the only thing stopping me from putting out an album is myself right now,
0: like literally because like it's and, not even expensive anymore.
1: And I, I have every besides exactly. the drum set, I have everything here. I have so, a drum set, yeah. And I, so and I like to play. I like to play. I,
0: I would like. I would like to be your drummer if you hear this.
1: Well, so <laughs> what I think I'm going to do is because it's it's just going to be a fun project. I've never besides like my original bands like Mm -hmm. i've never done anything me my name so i was like you know i'm gonna just like do something like put out a 10 song album and every song is gonna have different players oh yeah
0: and all your best friends are gonna be on it and it's just a
1: bunch of broadway bums it's It's gonna it's gonna gonna be all all my broadway nashville people just the the people that i i work with regularly my friends like everybody that i connect with nice and it's i'm loving this idea it's not going to be any specific genre. Some songs might be punk. Some songs might be country. Some songs might be rock. I mean, I, I might have an acoustic. I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just starting to kind of like put my ideas together. But I was like, you know what? I've been here almost 10 years. I was like, I need I need something to show for it. And I have nothing. Yep. Like, you got a great haircut. Like you know, appreciate that so do you <laughs> thanks man uh, dude, yeah, I, but
0: just like your Broadway gigs that can go away
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn Bobby
0: I'm damn. in a dark place guys
1: <laughs> speaking of I was I was watching you on stage the other night uh, at the uh, uh, bus call show your hair was fucking on point man it was it great. yeah I
2: was worried it looked stupid nah,
1: nah, dude you looked great and you sounded great thanks I, man I was really enjoying that show it it, it was good that
2: band is ridiculous Casey she is
1: dude you had three of like the best players backing you for sure like all I, I think I think
2: three drummers walked up to Ethan they're like hey were you on a click track and he's like nope oh tell me more Tell me more about Ethan. Grid. That you know, a that couple
0: kid. people said that to me, but they followed up with, "Maybe you should be." You should. <laughs> have you heard of it? Do you know
2: what? A, do you know what a clip check is? You, you should use one.
0: <laughs> just practice with it like once. <laughs> see see how you see
1: oh how my you feel. God. Yeah, you, you guys had Preston, Bean, Ethan, Harb, Casey, Glover backing you.
2: I watched Preston his first gig in town. That's when I met him, and I said, "You're gonna be in arenas in like two years." And he was like, "Oh man, he's so humble and so he he really is." I think it's 18 months later. I was personally driving him to his first bus tour, and I think there was an arena in there. And I'd literally go, "I told you, motherfucker!" It was such a proud dad moment. I was like, "Yeah, dude, he's so good. He's
1: like, <clears throat> he's he's just one of those guys where it like I know he practices his ass off, but it 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 seems like it just comes so natural to him. He's just yeah. one of those natural players." And I, I, I love watching and listening to him, man. I talked to him for about ten minutes afterwards, and I just like I praised him, and I was like, dude, I don't think you realize how fucking good you
2: are. Yeah, there's so, there's so much to it. It's like I said, it's not just that you can. Sh- I know a lot of shredders that can't play rhythm. Yeah, we were talking I about it. I know about a lot of great guys that can. They don't have feel, or they don't their note choices. You're like you're hitting notes, a lot of them but I don't like any of them in that sequence. (laughs) And and Preston, he he can shred. There's
0: so much involved just beyond the talent portion. Like, he could be a phenomenal player and it just not be there.
1: Yeah. I mean, for instance, the other day I was playing a gig and absolutely love the guitar player that was on it. He's a fantastic player, but there's just some stuff that we play that I was just like, the fuck are you doing? Just... You, you killed the last song. What's yeah. going on here? Like, And it's it's not that he, did, he knew the song. It's just I, maybe maybe his style maybe he's just doesn't bored. fit that stuff. I, I don't know. I, he didn't seem like he was bored. He seemed like he was having a great time. But I was just... <laughs> he was having oh, a great man. time <laughs> fucking up. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's, I mean... not, it's not even that he fucked up. It's just like the tone wasn't right for the song, yeah. how he was playing it. Just yeah. It's just...
0: You know? That kind of intangible musicianship—that like some songs you on- made a decision, probably shouldn't have went that way.
1: Yeah, you know, there's some songs if you're gonna play some of the rock songs, you know, maybe throw on some distortion or fuzz or something. Maybe. Don't just don't maybe. just use a clean, mm. dirty clean tone. Like, you know, like throw know. something on. But back to Fill the
0: having fun statement. Most of the gigs I get fired from are the ones that I think are, are the best gigs because I'm having a blast. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: Damn. Who are you hanging out with? These people sound the like the wrong they suck. people, apparently. Yeah. Jesus, Kyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be to be well, fair, to be fair, I didn't I have didn't anything be, to do with getting fired out of that. I, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I didn't fire him. The whole band just got let go, and that was uh, unbeknownst to me. I showed up for the gig, and they were like, "Oh, you're not playing here anymore." I was like,
2: "That was the didn't, didn't you get rehired and then refired?" Yep. What the fuck happened there? I,
0: well, the the way I understand it and it was super funny the way i understand it so i'm gonna tell the story like kyle's not here kyle got (laughs) fired and then they were like oh shit we fired kyle and we need him so let's retcon this and be like no we didn't fire kyle kyle has a gig and then kyle's like no i was fucking fired i have a gig somewhere else And like oh well you're not gonna be at your gig you're fired
1: essentially uh, yeah john (laughs) taylor jesus Uh, (laughs) that's that's essentially what happened um they they let me go and I was like okay and just like everybody else in this town if you get let go from a gig you you go we'll find another, another one yeah you know and I, I'd been at that bar nice. for we like to eat <laughs> for like four almost five years and after dealing with so many different bands there and I'd brought in bands good bands bad bands nonetheless I've, I've always made that bar money and I've, I've had a great relationship with them but that was just kind of the final straw for me. I was like, all right, yeah. like, I'm tired of this up and down. Like You tell me I'm going to have consistency. You put me on the schedule for four months, booked out. Then you take me off the last two with no explanation. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to go find a new gig. Like I'm not going to sit around and wait for this. Like I need something steady. Yeah, I got bills. And I found a new gig, and they literally called me back, and they were like, hey – so what happened was is they brought in a new band because they were like, well, we want to try out this new band. We, they think they would do better. The band did not do better. They ran out the crowds. They did not make the bar money. And so they were like, ah, let's bring Kyle and his band back because they make the bar money. Yeah, every every and, time
2: I go to those gigs, Jill was playing with you guys. And even when Jill wasn't, like I'd walk by and the bar's full and hop and it just, like, you guys ran a good show. Yeah, man. I
1: I'm not necessarily a party band, but like that's that's what we were we were we, we were yeah. being a party band. Like we whatever the hell you want to hear, you're paying for, we're going to play it. And if it's keeping people in, like I know songs that are going to run people out of the bars, especially late night shifts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you request one of those songs, because either say maybe
0: we've done this a couple
1: times. I would either say, "No, we don't do the maybe. slow songs" or like, "Do you have some you know, I, I, I compromise with people, but I always will suggest things that will keep people in the bar yeah if you come up to me at 10 o'clock at night and you want to hear silver wings
2: i'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself oh, that so uh, <laughs> song. i love that song so much. I, i'm I, that guy when i go see bands i'm the asshole and this is why i don't drink <clears throat> don't drink anymore because i'd be hammer drunk and i'd be like can you play old habits <laughs> and they're like no dude like everyone's having fun why are you trying to ruin it yeah because this makes me happy <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do you and know Noah? Drunk
0: Noah Steel Tellish? <laughs> you, you, would, you would like Noah Tellish. <laughs>
1: yeah, you and Noah would get along.
2: I don't know Noah.
0: He he He's big into classic country, and he mm. likes to do the very well-written slow, sad songs that
1: nobody oh wants God, to hear. Yes.
2: Do you ever do morning shifts? I stopped because it blows my throat out. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. I try not to sing before six. So um, I Try not to wake up before six. <laughs> The statement about the women and the kids. It's making more sense now. The more I'm getting to know you. Yeah, i maybe,
0: maybe. I mean.
2: Then baby's got to eat before six. I didn't six. say it wasn't my fault. I just said
0: I don't like
1: it. No, the, the reason I asked is Monday and Wednesday is I play with Noah, and he's usually looking for another player and singer. So yeah. he, he sings and plays lead. And then we have Woody, who also sings and plays acoustic, and then, also
0: likes his coffin country.
1: Yes,
2: mm. and
0: then I, I just coffin I can, country.
2: Yeah, that's Means the artist is dead and gone. <laughs> ooh, that's I mean that's all my heroes. same <laughs> literally yeah. every single one. Ooh, Son ooh. of a bitch, Woody. That like when he
1: said no, I was like, why have I never called you for one of these gigs before? Like, you would fit mm-hmm. so perfect. So I'll talk to Noah and see if I would. Lo- I'd love to have you on because, yeah, but the have three have of sing y'all singing. I thing. mean, yeah. if you just wanted to sing not a only couple, that, like, like
0: even if you just come out, I think you'd enjoy it because you're gonna like half the stuff that they do.
2: Fuck yeah, and it's it's at Legends. I love Legends. Yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't get mad when you play two in well songs in a row.
0: <laughs> two, three, four.
1: <laughs> I. I have yet to see or hear them getting mad at us for anything that we do, and we're all over the place, mm, Dude. We are all over the
2: place. It was our first gig together when you were? They were trying to arrest you, and you came to Legends. You, we like couldn't figure out what was going on. Oh my god, it was. I just remember that's, that. That's when I met you. That's oh my when, god, yeah, that's when, I need
0: a story because this. this oh, is, not, this is my like god. a picture. It just all
2: came back to I me. I forgot about. We were for
0: some reason. I was thinking I met
1: you through Jill yeah that's right it was that gig oh my god i (laughs) forgot all
2: about that so based on
0: the five words i'm hearing kyle ducked in because he was about to get arrested jumped on stage pulled out a bass like i'm the bass player now everyone's (laughs)
2: like nobody's heard from (laughs) kyle we can't get a hold of him we start pulling bass players off the street like you play can you play um who was who who was on that gig yeah who was it brandon was that Brandon's gig that I was subbing in for?
1: Because I was texting somebody else and letting them know what was going on. They were—I I don't remember who called me for that gig. Because this was this was years ago. Was this like two years ago?
2: It, I don't yeah, know. why. It, it was right
1: after COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah it was yeah. busy. Yeah, because so, it was yeah. it was right after my divorce. Yeah. 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 So, because I was playing it at at, uh, at the Valentine. And um, <laughs> drunk ass people, man! Please don't put, <clears throat> don't put shit on stage. Just don't put your shit on stage. Is all I'm gonna say. This this dude comes up and he kept putting his drink on stage, and I kept saying stuff to him, and he was clearly hammered, but he he was a nice guy. So I'm not, like trying to throw him out. Like you're putting your drink there, like yeah. So finally at one point I just got pissed, and I was I was drinking, and um, I was like, I'm just gonna turn around and, and just kick this fucking can like off the stage and um it was like the last 10 15 minutes of the show i think like it was literally at the very end of the show yeah and so like i turn around like i do a full like spin (laughs) and just when i come around i make it i accidentally Mm -hmm.
0: because if you do it on purpose you're dead yeah
1: so i I accidentally (laughs) kick this can just thinking it's gonna like spray on people like fall on the floor yeah. no it hits the dude in the face <laughs> oh just square in the face and he looks at me and i just start laughing and he's like <laughs> cussing me out and flicking me off and at this point i grab i'm like security like yeah that dude you know they come over and grab him he goes outside and he goes to the cops he's bleeding like yeah. it, it, it busted his nose Decent. it was like a full can of beer it's about half that's a, that's still like, tough. Yeah. I thought it was less than that and then when I kicked it I was like ooh so a that's, beer in there. That, so that's why had when I had some momentum exactly. that's what we're getting at e- exactly and he he was like a foot
2: maybe maybe two feet
1: from the stage
2: <laughs> so it had time to gain momentum too mm-hmm. but so not too far it was at to, the that's... peak I'm not a scientist but that feels like it hit him perfectly <laughs>
1: <laughs> it got him pretty good it was one of the. it was it was one of those like perfect moments I was yeah. like "Ah,
0: critical hit for and all the nerds t- critical, me, there we go I
1: was like this is very justifiable I feel good like he yeah. got what he deserved well I'm packing up and <clears> in comes these two cops and they're like hey man we need to talk to you oh my god and I'm like cool give me a second I'm, I'm packing up there's another band I gotta get Kyle's this shit off stage was instantly like Alibi <laughs> I was here for at least the last four hours <laughs> and uh, like I, I knew like I saw him go out and talk to the cops so I knew what it was about and yeah. I was just was like look let me my grab life. my and they are like no you need to come talk to us now and I was like so I literally just like grab my shit and just like throw it down off stage kind of into a pile yeah. and uh, thankfully my guitar player put it all together for me but uh, I walk outside and they're like alright man so you gotta tell us what happened with this uh, guy you threw a beer at his face and I was like I didn't throw a beard at anybody's face. I'm fucking playing on stage. He said, you, uh, you threw a beard at his face and he's bleeding and the dudes over there like screaming and the cops are trying to like keep him calm. And I was like, no man, like he, I was like, all I was doing was dancing around on stage. And I said, I accidentally kicked this can and it hit him in the face. Like, I don't know. And so they're talking to me and like the manager, he was down there and he saw everything. So he comes over. And again, this is when I was like, Cool the whole bar and everybody backed me up so i was like you know that was one of those moments i was like this bar has me like they're gonna always take care of me Mm -hmm. and um and they did they we walked upstairs watched the footage and thankfully the the footage from the camera just shows me spinning around kicking this but it also shows me several times telling him to move his beer and this and that and you know i wasn't ever being mean and so the cops were like all right so just another drunk dude. Okay, we just had to get the story because he wants to press charges and this and that. And I was like, I didn't do anything where he can press charges. Like, yeah. that was sitting there on my stage, and it got kicked by my feet when I'm dancing around. That, that's not my fault. I yeah. told him to move his beer, And they were like, all right, you know, like, we get it. We get it. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. And I was texting whoever it was that I was – I don't know if it was –
2: I'm trying so hard to remember I, I, who that gig I, I, was.
1: I, I do remember like walking on. That was the first time I had, I had seen you and met you. Yeah, I do remember that gig. And, um but yeah, so I, I was just like, I'll be there. I'm running down. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm like, literally I'm, a block away. I'm sprinting from the Valentine, holding my double, double gig bag, my pedal board, just like fucking sprinting from the Valentine down to Legends and like, run up throw my stuff on stage and I don't even think I got a sound check like I plugged in and we just started <laughs> going just started going and I was I told the sound engineer I was like just give me a guitar and I'm I'm fine because like, I wasn't <laughs> singing at the time so I was like just throw some guitar in my mix and I'm fucking good like yeah. I can hear I can hear it fine but yeah I the, the guy wanted to press charges cuz I kicked a beer and hit him square in the face cuz he wouldn't keep his Road beer house. off the stage. So, yeah, there's there's that story.
2: Yeah, you know that's the guy who's always online complaining about karens and making fun of sense. He calls people snowflake.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and and then, when, that's the one. Oh, he was he was definitely one of those type yeah. of people just from looking at him. I but have, like But was it a Bud Light? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> truthfully it was
0: 100% believe it cuz that's what they all
1: are it was most definitely a bud light so anyways enough about me uh, <laughs> this is not about me so welcome <laughs> to the podcast we'd <laughs> like to introduce
0: our guest for the day. <laughs>
1: this is sunshine james over here so anyways so, sure. so, you, so you moved to you moved to new york so your family was we originally from are still in new york? new york damn With we them? got a lot of room. yeah we, <laughs> we got way Side off track here. we went ADD hard welcome to I took our podcast my meds today. I try to tell people, like, this isn't an interview. This is just us talking. Yep. Like, when people are like, oh, yeah, I want to come on and be interviewed. I'm like, no, it's not an interview. Like, I'm... Hey, <laughs> you the, the
0: other podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we just talk. We just talk about Nashville and, and touring and whatnot. But, anyways, so... But yeah,
0: so, uh, in a time-sensitive fashion, <laughs> so listen, how did you get from New York to playing gigs and moving to Nashville?
2: Well, yeah, my dad gets a job. To uh, franchise a Canadian company into the U.S., so he takes that. It's in Toronto. Sounds like a lot of paperwork. And yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. They do. They mess with him at the border because he'd go to. He only went over the border through three times a week, and he worked from home the other three. And uh, they love messing with him. They hate Americans taking their jobs. And I'm like, you guys talk so much shit about us down here complaining about our border. But well, you guys met like every chance they get. But it's, to be fair, I've heard Toronto is just a bunch of mean people. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> so we moved back there, go to Buffalo, and I finish high school, drop We're now out of. we
0: bashing in. other countries on our podcast.
2: Yeah, let's bash them, man. <laughs> Fucking
0: international.
2: Yeah, inter- international trash trash talking. Um, I, I love Canada, by the way. I would love the Tragically Hip.
0: Been. I want to do a gigging.
2: Do you know the Tragically Hip? Yes, that is Canada's baby. That is their like. That is any Canadian, whether they like them or not. Like it's not Nickelback. They love t- talking shit about Nickelback. And I love Nickelback. Everybody loves talking, I love talking Nickelback. Shit about Nickelback. The Tragically Hip. That is like when I moved to Buffalo. That's when I got my rock and roll in me. That's when I got like obsessed. That's what Pantera and and then the the Trues, the Headstones, Tragically Hip. These are all Canadian bands. Um, and I always forget Rush is Canadian, but I'm not a I'm not a huge Rush fan. So I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a Rush fan at all. It's too um, it's I, math rock. It's yeah, math rock, and it's so it's talent. It's, I recognize talent. It's Fantastic. But it's, it's, it's just not for me. Yeah,
0: I struggle enough being good at one thing. I don't want to have to be good at like four things at the same time.
2: I'm too dumb. Like, way too dumb. That's what that's why <laughs> that's what Merle Haggard has the best quote. He goes, "I'd be a better guitar player, but I started singing and writing songs, so that got in the way." That's, <laughs> I, bad. dude, I should be a way better guitar player.
1: I should be I should a way be, better drummer. I should be a way better bassist. But, you know, here we are.
2: As long as, as long as you can do some, some rage against the machine or what's that? Uh, oh, God, what's that? Do do, 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 That's my favorite bass line to play. Anyways, <laughs> this is why we go off on tangents because I, my brain just starts going so does ours which means yeah. you're
1: perfect yeah. <laughs> See, perfect uh, what's, for this podcast Western New York apparently guy? all three of us
2: have ADHD
1: <laughs> and here we are it's undiagnosed
0: again I took my meds today
2: me too I drank a big cup of coffee I've only
1: uh, taken half my meds I should go out there and finish it <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why yeah Willie Nelson they used to say why don't you live in Nashville he goes well they don't grow my medicine out there it grows in Hawaii <laughs>
1: Fair that's, enough. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, he was in Texas club. for a while. Didn't grow out there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, if I learned a couple of different uh, tragically hip songs because every time Canadians would come in, they would request that. Go nuts. And for so it. now I learned that if they come in and, like they say they're from Canada, I don't even tell them I'm going to play it. We just do it.
2: They lose their minds. But
1: they do, and they just tip. And, man, I have a stack. I'm not kidding you. I have a stack of Canadian. the loonie? <laughs> is Dude, that what it's called? Loonies money. and
2: Toonies, I think. I, I might be making up Toonie. But I think, I'm think i pretty sure it's loonies
1: and, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a
0: I stack of I love foreign it. money. Like, when we get tipped foreign money, I'm the first one to be like, oh, please. please. I'm really? please? Yeah, Absolutely. I get so annoyed. I collect,
2: it. I collect it's it. It's the same way when a bunch of shots come to the stage. I go, man, that means nothing to me. I, I feel f- that. God damn That round of shots is four song requests. Mm-hmm. Come on, man.
1: More than that. Check. So I feel differently about that, but only because not only are we there to like sell music and yeah, we're there to make money, but we yeah. also have to make sure the bar is making money. That's true. So if we if That's we're fair. getting them to go and buy multiple rounds of shots when you turn around and look at it from a business aspect and you're looking at numbers at the end of the night and you're seeing multiple like shots and drinks bought at once and it's bringing yeah. the numbers up the bars love that and they want to keep you so in the long run you're going to make more money because you're going to have which jobs is funny. that's part i get
0: and i like that part the problem is is everybody's getting refreshments and i'm fucking thirsty
1: well that's why that's why we make sure you get your red bull okay
0: yeah, hey and you know what like, of the time they forget the Red Bull
1: like no it's I've only been sober for 7 days but in the last (laughs) 7 days that's a good run a new that's a good run for for a musician for me that's a fantastic run (laughs) like that's going more than 2 days is uh, amazing for me honestly how you feeling Um, different (laughs) we'll leave it at that thirsty we'll leave it at that (laughs) um but yeah no even the last couple of days like when people would offer to buy the band shots they would just be like hey he's sober just get him a water get him a red bull like Mm -hmm. and so they still bring me up a drink like somebody brought or two people brought me up uh shots of water last night just so i could do a a toast with the band oh that's nice that's dope i appreciate that like nice so drummers don't get that
0: this drummer doesn't get that. Other drummers might. I don't when, know.
1: When you play with me, you do. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Dude, I will... <clears throat> I've never I never got se- a shot of water. <laughs> no, but you've always gotten a Red Bull. You've gotten <laughs> That's something.
0: Different. I'm talking about a shot of water. Fine. Okay. Or
1: next. a shot of Coke. Or I, I Coke.
2: went on tour one time as, a, a, as a drummer. No. Those are yeah. Those are secret, secret time <laughs> off the crash cymbal um,
0: <laughs> ride cymbals that's, more yeah. stable that's true that's true that's
2: true <laughs> I went on tour one time as a drummer And that was the biggest load of bullshit in my life. Mm -hmm. I go, I'm doing all the fucking work. Mm -hmm. Nobody's helping me do shit. Not a
0: damn one of them. I'm
2: like, they're all talking to girls and getting beers paid for. And I'm like tuning and doing something. I'm like, I didn't, and I didn't, I'm not a drummer. So I'm like learning how to tune drums on this tour, learning how to play on this tour. And it was, it was fun as shit. I love playing drums, Mm -hmm. but everything else that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Fuck that yep but I so I, I very consciously consciously uh, now it sounds weird in my head and I'm scared <laughs> I'm saying it wrong I, very, I make I make an effort to make sure I take care of drummers because I know I'm like I've been there yep. and it sucks because the work sucks
0: yeah it, it does almost got fired once because I quote unquote wasn't helping with the PA they had throw, the PA set up by the time I got set
1: up there yeah, was throw, nothing to help with you throw with.
2: punch them right away that's a stupid person. They're That's, dumb.
1: Never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. If you're sitting just on your ass, take that stick and just <clears throat> shove it somewhere.
2: I've had. I've had. I've had people that like literally sit there and do nothing, and mm-hmm. I go, you, "You're expecting equal pay, right? Because when I'm on the road with my guys, we were always doing everyone equal pay. Yeah. Everyone's working, everyone's missing home, everyone's on the drive, equal pay." And he just kept sitting on his ass. And I'm like, you you want equal pay with this shit? And you're not even learning the songs. You're just winging it on most of these, and I'm still giving you equal pay. Like, oh, hell no. That's when you start to go, Mm, something's not adding up, Bubba. And uh, someone's about to get a pay cut.
0: Probably don't call him for the next run.
2: Yeah, no. No, ab- nope. And then you're in a tight spot, and you're like, son of a bitch. In, in
1: my original band
2: back in Texas,
1: our singer was that guy for the most. I mean... He 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 knew the songs and stuff, but as far as like loading in gear and stuff, hell no. Nah. We loaded in his amp. Like the only thing he would he would plug in his guitar and his pedal board and that and tune it. And that was about it. Like Mm-mm. other than that, he was.
2: That's why I get offended when people call me a singer. There's Brad Brad Wolf. <clears throat> I get to broad. I I didn't know about Broadway when I got to Nashville. I had no job. I barely had a place to live. Thank God I had good friends and. I would go to her and I made enough to pay rent but after that I had about six dollars a week for food and uh, my friends bought me drinks thank God but I would eat two packs of ramen a day and that's how I survived for like three months four months and then uh, do you know Nicole uh, oh my god Eileen no nah, she I don't. she she got she took me down to brush she goes, Come of my gig come play come jam and it was a gig with Brad Wolf, and anybody who knows Brad Wolf, he, he loves an opportunity to go get some ice cream. So he's like, yeah, take my guitar. You play for a few songs. And, uh, I, and we play. And, Why have I never done this? And I'm like, I think I'm shredding. Would you call him with the breeze? And some trap straight. And I'm just, really? And I'm just like, yeah, mm. And uh, get off stage, and Brad goes, hey, man, you're a good singer. And I was like, Ugh, what? What would you say? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm in Nashville. Like I'm I'm not a guitar player anymore. I'm not a musician. son of a bitch. So that's like that's a rude awakening when you get to this town and you're like, Oh yeah. I'm like I'm around the cream of the crop now. Like I'm in the top five percent of not just the country. Like this is these are some world class motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we we've we've discussed that quite a bit on this podcast. Uh Nashville is is the mecca for musicians. Like and 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 artists and singers it's and even now engineers like it, it you are working with the best of the yeah. best and sometimes you don't even know it like you'll be on stage with somebody and like you'll know their name but unless like you know who they are like you don't know necessarily who they play with or how long they've been playing for people and a lot of these people like <clears throat> <laughs> sorry Get emotional. No, Get just emotional. Just dealing with this damn sinus <laughs> infection. A lot of these people that damn
2: soldier
0: like,
3: videos, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I needed to clear my throat. I appreciate that. Welcome. Um, but yeah, a lot of these guys are just so humble and like you yeah. y- you don't know who they are and what they do, and until you start talking to them, and then you're like, Oh, holy! And even then, shit. like
0: a lot of times, you got to talk to somebody else. I was about to say, somebody it out.
1: else always tells
2: you, like, I, yeah. I
0: played, I played this is early after I moved to Nashville, so I hadn't been on Broadway for very long. We played with this fiddle player that was sitting in with us because ours was out, and like, he was good. I didn't think anything of it. Fiddle player, Nashville, Broadway makes sense, whatever find out at the end of the night it was Carrie Underwood's fiddle player I was Damn. like I'm really glad I didn't know that earlier because I'd have messed everything up yep. I'd have been like oh I'm going to play this yeah. perfect he's going to get me on the Carrie Underwood gig fi- uh. I dropped it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's better to not know who you're playing with or like or who they play for just I'd rather just go ahead and play and then find yeah. out later and then be like okay cool I'll, I'll, I'll hate myself later instead of playing right. the gig Dude, the,
0: the best people, though, are the ones that play for, like, the up-and-coming artists that are getting to open for all the big acts, yeah. because then you'll mention an artist's name and be like, oh, blah, 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 Luke Combs, and like, oh, I met Luke Combs. Never mind, I can't tell you about that. <laughs> we can't talk about we that. We can't
2: talk about that. <laughs> can't can't discuss this one. Dude, talk about Humble, Jake, Luke's drummer. hmm Dude is the most, the nice, every time I see him, the nicest fucking guy. Like, I, I watched him... I went to the Saturday show at Nissan Stadium, Mm -hmm. and I had a gig, so I didn't get to see him play, but uh, I was there for Riley Green's set, and it was just unbelievable.
0: only got to meet him once, and it was for like half a minute. He was finishing. No. Or uh, Jake. 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 Uh, He was getting off stage. It was Honky Tonk Central second floor or something like that. He was... Filling in or something. I don't yeah. know why he was there. He doesn't need to be there. But uh, he was getting off stage, and I was getting on stage. And so I was like, hey, man, great to meet you. You're a fantastic player. He's like, oh, dude, thank you. Yeah. And I was just like, <clears throat> dude, no, no. You're, <laughs> you're, a, you're supposed to be like, yeah, I fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to be nice. I'm supposed to not like you. Yeah. But um, I can't watch him because he plays like open-handed and weird, and I don't like it. Does he? Yeah. So he plays, he's... he's right-handed, but he plays left-handed. Okay. But he plays it open-handed. So, like, his hi-hat's on the right side instead of the left, but he plays without crossing his arms.
1: You know, now that you say that... So, I was playing at Whiskey Row one night, and he was there with some people, and actually, he didn't come up to us. Mm -hmm. Somebody knew Todd, my singer, and came up to him and was like, hey, man, I got a drummer that just come play, like fill in for a couple of songs with you guys, and Todd was like, oh, "Okay, like who is he?" He's like, oh, it's, "It's my buddy Luke or uh, Jake over here." And we're like, "Okay, you know, like come have him talk to us or whatever." And so he comes up, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, like what songs do you know?" And he's like, oh, "I play down here a little bit," da, 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 da. and I was like, "Cool, um, we're gonna give Todd a break." I was like, "Do you know a uh, beer never broke my heart?" <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes, he's like, "Yeah, I know that one." I play with Luke, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Don't fuck it up." One, two, <laughs>
2: instantly
0: the buttholes on stage went. She's <laughs> just like, "I," right. yeah. and,
1: and that's that <clears throat> So we play with him, like we're talking to him, and then Todd comes back and he's like, "Yeah, man, that was that's Luke Combs' drummer." I'm like, yep, "Yeah, so I learned. That out. So I have learned." <laughs> but yeah, I I did notice that like he he definitely played different now he was like behind me but there were a couple times i turned around but i did notice like his style of playing and then i even i saw a couple of clips from the nissan show and then even like uh yeah award shows so uh, good i i i was i always thought there was something different about his play i don't want to say weird because that's not nice i always thought there was something that's different nice. about his playing jake you play fucking saying.
2: weird goddammit. damn it it's, it's weird he's All a right. great player now, though
1: the problem he's, is that he's great the
0: problem is that is the most efficient way to play is it like, if you can master doing open, so it means you're playing right handed mm-hmm. on one side and left handed on the other. If you can master that, then you never have to cross your arms and you yeah. have full access to the kit with both arms at all times. Yeah, if we wouldn't
2: watch the open hand, is this? We really need a camera head. in here because all three right. of us are like all drumming trying to,
0: drumming, trying to, trying to, out to figure out why out. this is more, But no, it, it's like the pinnacle of efficiency when it comes to drums. Yeah. It's just really hard to do, and most like, I know of like two or three drummers that can do it and yeah. do it well. And he's one of them and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm That jealous. worked. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, met,
2: I met him the same way. We were playing Losers and they're like, hey, uh, Luke Combs Band is here. And uh, it was Jake and I can't remember the bass player's name because that's the only time I met him. And uh, we we started playing and it was they were phenomenal and then, but it's like, the, after they played the nissan show i saw him the next day at my writer's round and i'm playing on stage and i see him out there drinking I, a couple girls hanging out mm-hmm. over live oak and uh I go, what's up man he goes hey man you sounded great how you been but he's just, like asking about me and, like mm-hmm. what you been up to you still like you sound great blah, blah blah you doing more and i'm like you just played nissan stadium like you're you a little busy but like the <laughs> coolest guy ever like anybody <laughs> yeah. else be like Play big time, and he's like, he's literally with the biggest artist of our time right now. Mm-hmm. And he's just just like, How you doing? What, you, What's up with you? And then we start talking shop, and and yeah, coolest fucking guy.
0: And then you get done with the conversation, be like, No, I, I wanted to know about Nissan. I want to yeah, know what it's I, like I, to be I, you. I have
2: so but, many questions to ask yeah. you, but you got to play it cool. There's I mean, always, you
0: got to try. And Isn't that weird? That, like, anybody else in the world outside of our musical situation would be like luke combs yay yeah combs i don't care about luke (laughs) combs that's jake
1: that's (laughs) jake (laughs) yeah yeah we we don't care about the main artists we we care about the players
0: uh keo stroud who played uh for big and rich and then hank jr for a while like he would come into legends every Mm -hmm. now and then and i'd see him and every part of me wanted to go talk to him but i'd just be like yeah I can't dude right I can't
2: well that's like those <laughs> and I've the, met him before <laughs> those are the guys that make those songs studio and live mm-hmm. what we love about it yeah. I was thinking about it the other day I was like man there's no there's no record making documentaries for country music and I was like oh cause it's not like the Foo Fighters where five no. guys sit no. down and create and pre-production but it'd be an 8 minute video <laughs> it's yeah Either it, it look, would be Oh sh- and, the, and it's, I, I, it's I'm not bashing that system cause it's it's efficient. mind-blowing incredible. Like when I did my songs, I, I went through Buddy Hyatt and I had I had Joe Spivey playing acoustic and banjo, he's the coolest guy ever. He's the fiddle player for Vince Gill and mm-hmm. Seminole wins. That's like his his huge, but he's done a million things. Brent Mason played guitar and <clears throat> Austin Crumb play guitar and uh, Garth Justice. Garth mm-hmm. Justice played drums. Yep. Uh, Martinez, I think he's playing with Martinez right now. I believe so, yeah. That whole band was unreal. But it's like the documentary. Yeah, it'd be boring because
0: the, they walk in, they look at the chart. Yeah, they get like a general idea, and they're like, "Fuck it." And then it. they knock nail it out. It.
2: They nail it. And
0: then it's like, "Oh, I kind of have a better idea right here." Yeah, Just punch man, flop, done.
2: Yeah, it's, it's wild. a record. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I was like, "Oh, there's no country music documentary behind yeah, the music making because it's all the songwriter writing the song mm-hmm. and then the production, and it's all it's quick. It's it's a machine. Yeah,
0: it's." it's literally insane i think
2: yeah. i think
1: the only two bands that i know of that actually you or the only two artists that i know that actually use their band in studio as well as live and correct me if i'm wrong if anybody knows but jason aldean and um
2: yes i just drew a blank <laughs> pretty uh, sure
0: uh zach brown uses his band or at least most of his band yeah, that sounds right. I know he uses his drummer, because his drummer is insane. The band is unreal. Him. Dude, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Hands That's a, down. Why like, am I drawing a blank? Like, whether you like the songs or not, musically, it is so freaking amazing. Like, everybody on stage is beyond top tier. Yeah. and
1: Including so, Zach. Brantley yeah. Gilbert. That was, I, was, I was like,
0: that I oh, does he really? Yes, that makes yeah.
1: sense. That's badass. I'm pretty, like I'm pretty sure he does, sense. from what I've been told... Uh, yeah, Jason Aldean and Brantley Gilbert are, to my knowledge, again, correct me if I'm wrong, the only two artists that I know of in country music that use their band in the studio as well as live.
2: Well, and Jason's drummer, there's a documentary on him. And he does he, a lot of stuff. He, he like put he's, together, he's yeah. got his own, that band, I think, I think he got that band because they were a studio band. I think. I think it was, and... That's why they, he used them in the studio, because they were... It's like... Uh, uh, that makes
0: that would make sense.
2: Rosanna. What the hell is that band called?
0: Rosanna.
2: Uh, Toto. Yeah. Those were all studio guys. that just made a super band of studio. That's pretty much Jason Aldean's band.
0: That makes sense. Dude, have you met Rich Redman?
2: I don't know who that is.
0: Uh, Aldean's drummer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, the guy you literally just Did talking I, about. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so bad at names. Dude, he super nice dude but his energy level is like always at 10 like he is 100 percent all the time
1: (laughs) dude i i went to the uh the rage against the machine tribute show that uh will beeman and ivy andrews and brian collins all put on and uh rich was on it and from the moment i saw him when i first walked in there to when i left at the end of the night his energy was the same mm-hmm. on stage as it was off stage like yeah. i said it was a 10 and Just.
0: dude is king of the drummer faces yeah he, he's yeah. like face. the intensity like it's it's his physicality is all part of his performance yeah and so like it's all dialed in and 100 percent. and he's a beast but the best thing about him and it it Shows how far I've come as a musician since moving to Nashville. Is his thing that he's put out and he does with his education stuff is all about your basic money beats. Like, Mm -hmm. here's what you play. You're not flashy. You're not fancy. You play this, you lay it down solid, and everybody will hire you. Yeah. And six, seven years ago, when I was just getting into town, I was like, This guy ain't nothing. Like, he's playing (laughs) basic stuff and marketing that, and that's genius, but like, he's your average drummer. And then fast forward most of a decade, I'm like, dude, that shit's hard. Yep. Like, to just lay there and let everything happen around you and not move and not be influenced and just lay it down.
3: (laughs) That's freaking hard.
0: Like, no wonder he's not doing flashy stuff and all over the place. Like, dude is like 100% full-blown computing power yeah. on let's make this fucking perfect yeah. and then make the face. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he's I, I apologize that <laughs> I felt that way.
2: See what happened was I was young and I dumb. was too good for this. It's true man <laughs> and when well, all that uh, out in Denver I've been doing studio stuff for since i was i started recording at 19 and to, to, to this day i still i still always start off doing too much mm-hmm. in the studio and then it's the less you do the better it fucking sounds and so when i'm playing on broadway i'll sit there and i'll just do diamonds and i'm trying to think how are we gonna how's that on the record i hear the bass player kind of doing getting licky mm. i'll back off let the bass player do the fucking lead
3: yeah
2: and, and there's so many guys I know a very specific piano player who can shred in the key of E. Outside of that, he is worthless. <laughs> and it's like, and he thinks he's the gift to God. That's and I'm like, dude, you have no rhythm. You can't play on time. That you're worthless. like, what? Nobody can hire you, man. Mm-hmm. And he struggles getting gigs, and he can't understand it. And I'm like, because when you, all you do is, and then he changes it up, and it's like. Pick something and do it for three and a half, four minutes. Stay right Which there. It
0: sounds so easy until you have to do it.
2: It's tough as hell. Mm-hmm. It, it is.
1: That's why I'm glad I'm simple.
0: <laughs> like I don't think that means what you think that means. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, the, these big cats that are getting these major gigs, like, and... I mean, I felt this way when I'm watching them at home on TV or I'm watching their drum cam and they're just laying it down
2: and
0: Yeah, dude, I've fucking been doing that since sixth grade. I could yeah. I could play this gig. No the fuck I can't. <laughs> yeah. No the fuck yeah. I can't.
2: <laughs> the be the best it just is took getting, a
0: long time to realize. Getting
2: that look from the singer. He's like, Oh, oh that was too much. My bad. Uh
1: <laughs> I I try to play everything as simple as possible, I'm not even gonna lie. I do. Yeah. I, I stay in the pocket and play everything as simple as possible because um, it's going to keep my gig.
2: Yeah, it's the <laughs> that's, pocket that's,
1: man. That's oh, that's, that's what I learned. That's what I was told. Like I'm I'm not a flashy player by any means, and like and there there's a lot of guys that can fucking run around the table with me. I mean they'll they'll play and I'll I'll immediately walk out of the room. And I'm like, nope, I'm not good enough to be here. But like on stage, I I keep it simple, man. It's yeah. just. I play what I feel serves the music. What's going to best fit that song? And, you know, if the bass drops out in a song, you can tell. Yes. So I just try to make sure that whatever I'm doing makes that song sound full. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not trying to play a bunch of notes and do a bunch of runs. Like There's a lot of times that I won't even play the correct lick for a song just because I'm like... Play we, safe, don't, yeah. we don't have Well you don't have all, all the extra instruments And the production And everything yeah. So you need to play things That are going to Make it feel full And, and you Young want.
2: musicians There's this thing called Dynamics <laughs> I know you don't have it yet But I promise you'll get there Just keep practicing Loud
0: Louder And loudest <laughs> that,
2: that was me. <laughs> I was always so obnoxious And trying to do so much Yeah And, That's and the thing, even, though, even How much you're
0: doing Is dynamics too yeah. Like everybody Equates dynamics To volume But like what you're playing your tonality when you play it all yeah. of that is encompassed in dynamics yeah. dynamics is so much deeper than volume
2: yeah each chorus i'll add a pedal or i'll take the tone knob and mm-hmm. each chorus i'll bump it up and mm-hmm. for the solo we we'll let it rip and then you yeah there's so much you can do with not a lot of, like you said we've only got four or five of us on stage and it's all bass bass guitar it's rarely that you get a fiddle or a steel guy and so it's you you're responsible for those dynamics mm-hmm. and bass like god that's even that's even tougher than guitar mm-hmm. for dy- like i said i can click on pedals and do stuff bass is like it's, it's bass
1: bass <laughs> bass has I got the a ability few, i got a few pedals little little candy flavor i love air pedals
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no bass has the ability to literally limit everything Yeah. like if your bassist is doing too much you're stuck especially as a drummer.
1: Yeah. And like I'm not gonna lie, dude. I as a bass player, I'll go into some of these gigs and I'll hear these guys and they're fantastic players, but all I can think of is you're doing so much right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get like some of those guys they're bored. Like I, I get it. You've been doing this for so long, I, you're up I there so. for 4 for, hours sometimes. You're bored and so you're just up there soloing around and it's cool and it, it it does sound good. However, You're doing too much. Like, play for the song. Now, if we start getting paid per
0: note, that's a different thing. Like, if you're getting paid by the note, fucking shred it. But
1: I I went into um, a studio session during COVID, actually, and uh, I had to record three songs, and I was done in like 30, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the producer was just like man I like you. you came in laid it down solid didn't try to do anything crazy and I was like I'm just trying to fit the song man like yeah. you guys are paying me to be here he was like man I don't remember how, he, how did he put it he was like uh, something along the lines of like if if I was paying per note or something like this he goes I think you'd be walking out with the most money today Um, it, it wasn't I remember what he but it was something along those lines because, like, yeah. I was in and out. It was solid. He didn't mm-hmm. have to, like, punch me in, make a bunch of adjustments. Just, yeah. And I, I didn't do anything flashy. I, I played basically the root notes, followed the kick pattern, did a little run here and there, and and left
2: it at that. Nothing, like I wasn't, yep. nothing makes me harder, rock hard, than a bass sinking with a kick. That drives a motherfucking song. I will say
1: this, because I was having a conversation <laughs> with a drummer yesterday, because there's so many of these damn new songs that are coming out, <coughs> Morgan Wallen, um,
3: <laughs>
1: that are synthetic that? drums, not real drums. And mm. so the kick patterns don't line up how they should. Mm. And so these guys are like, man, I just, it was uh, the song last night. Mm-hmm. The drummer was like, man, I just, he was like, kick pattern so weird to me, and it is. And don't um, fucking play it. And I was like I was like, dude, just play it straight. I said, no one's gonna know. Yeah. Play a real like, kick no pass. Like, it.
0: And it'll sound fucking great. They're gonna know.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: They're gonna
2: know. <laughs>
1: They're, gonna know. <laughs> They're
0: gonna Don't know. be suspicious. Don't be
3: suspicious <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I heard an interview with Morgan Wall. He literally it blew my mind. He goes, I said something. He goes, Yeah, because songwriting sessions they don't happen like they used to with an acoustic guitar and a notepad. And I go, What'd you just say? Is we we program the beat already. We do. It's all on in the box yeah. on a laptop. And I went, yeah. like, "What? That's how you guys write?" And so then, yeah, that makes sense. That's, they that's record how that Those way. guys. Yeah. Write. Those, yeah. And but <laughs> I mean, it's it. That's I listen whether mm-hmm. I agree with what they do or not. I listen because they're selling out stadiums. Mm-hmm. So you're going. What's what's what can I steal from this that that I learned from in a positive way? What can I learn to not do and just. Uh, also, just flat out disagree with and not pay and attention.
0: I mean, and as much as I talk crap about Morgan Wall and stuff, like his songs, they they lodge their way into your brain. They're like they're fucking there.
2: They're
1: repetitive, but it's still they're enjoyably.
0: Repetitive. Like it's not just like stuck there, but like you're like you're. How many times with it. you're like how, I'm kind of digging this? I'm, I'm
1: gonna go. I'm gonna go look at the lyrics later. I'm gonna count how many times he says last night in the song last night. Last night, and it's. It's the same chords the whole way through, the same drums the whole way through. Mm-hmm. It just, it does. It sinks its teeth into you and, and it doesn't let go. And you you do, you, you're you like, oh, I hate that song. And you walk away, you're like, last night i let the liquor talk. Like, yeah.
2: like, damn it. Damn it, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> that's, that's I think that's the biggest thing Broadway has done for me. Mm-hmm. As as well as like getting my chops up and being better and learn how to do a lot more backup. Because I always, I'm been a front guy for so long um the the appreciation and respect for songwriters in songs that i didn't like before Mm -hmm. or artists that i thought i didn't like um start playing some of these sam hunt songs and you go damn that's those are really good lines like oh that's a good that's a really good melody right i just don't i don't like the snaps and claps and Mm -hmm. the hip-hop and the trill and all the weird stuff and the there's this like male version of baby talk that goes on well, uh-huh. it's and i'm just it it doesn't sit right with me and i don't for whatever but reason. but if
0: you broke it down and just did the song with an acoustic guitar it's a great start doing it song. I,
2: like i love singing uh leave the night on mm-hmm. it's a rap song dude the chorus is rap it's it's a been the melody in the verse it's hooks the shit i'm like god damn these are really well and he wrote them Mm -hmm. you know with writers whatever you want to call it it's it's just like anyone in a band they wrote with nobody right there's you know
0: so fun fact tagging back to the previous conversation of when you're on stage with guys that are big guys they're like oh i'm glad i didn't know that well i was having an off night like nothing i played sounded right i was everywhere and it was just a bad night yeah this is the night that sam hunt decides to come into the bar i'm playing and of course he gets up to do a song and he gets up and he looks back at me and goes hey do you know body like a back road yeah i know body like a back road i've played body like a back road a million times yeah i know body like a back road he turns around to start the song it's like Fuck, dude! I don't know like Sam Hunt body like a back road. Like, I'm not okay with no, no. Well, not I'm, by the I'm, record. We do my the anxiety level went to fucking 100, and I'm like, no, I'm not. That okay. I, I played through it. And he turned around. He's like, good job, man. I was like, no, no, okay.
1: I'm You're just a nice guy. Appreciate sit here
0: it. and shut up and let like you do your thing. As long as everybody
1: locked in, man, and started yeah. and ended the song together,
0: but it didn't. Safe. That's the thing. <laughs> like it,
1: it didn't though. Like it didn't I, happen I that could way. not
0: because I was nervous and my anxiety. Like I could not lock my kick pattern in with the bass because it's got that like two well, bar first of repeat. all repeat.
1: The bass player should be locking in with you. No,
0: because it's a, it with Body Like a Back Road, it's a very specific I'm saying I'm bass trying to line. think how the beat goes. Right.
1: You you are right. But as a bass player, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is that no matter who I'm playing with, no matter how I normally play the song, if I hear the kick pattern differently, mm-hmm. I'm locking in with that. And yeah. I mean in because, a perfect world. But that that's but No, no I mean, you're, you're, you're world right. And, and we won't, but, but 100%, you need to lock in. The bass player is the one that needs to lock in with the drummer, right, no, not the other no. way. Being the drummer, right is the wrong, drummer wrong is, unless
0: everybody's right.
1: The drummer is the one that's, that's setting that beat and that groove. That bass player needs to lock in with it. Like it, You shouldn't be trying to find where the bass player's at. Mm-hmm. The, the bass player needs you. to be finding you. Right. And... Come at me, bass players. Let's fucking go. I'll have <laughs> no, this conversation I mean, I mean, all fucking you're, day. Because I know there's right a couple like, of them, and you know who they are. You've played with them. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: now no we're glad the cameras ones. aren't here. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why I did it. There's no camera yet. I can still talk shit. <laughs> but as a bass player, you need to lock in. Mm-hmm. And if after the, after the song, if you want to turn around and be like, hey, by the way, the kick wrong. pattern is on... <laughs> The one and the end of three. Right. Then okay, fine. Have that conversation later. But during the song, while you're fucking playing, <clears throat> if, if that's the, not the, the right goal kick of pattern,
0: every song is to play the song together. Yes, on the same <laughs> page to, to play together. the same song as good as you can in that environment. It is not to play the song right.
2: Yeah. Like I
3: by
0: said. all means, strive to play it right. Everybody yeah. should, but. If you're playing it right and somebody's playing it wrong, then it sounds bad We'll see and so
1: I, here's a question for you because you're a guitar player and you're also a front. So I'm sure there's been several times in bands where you've been the only guitar player or maybe yeah. one of two but again we don't have all the extra stuff. so when you're trying to play the song like the record or whatever, and you're all of a sudden you go to play with this band, and you learned one guitar part, but you're like, oh shit, I should be playing this guitar part. Yeah, like that. That's one of those things. It's like, where, where, what do you know to play here? Like, how do you know? So to you play? just
2: lay back, mm-hmm. let the whoever knows it, let them handle it, and find something that follows them. Yeah. So again, follow the band.
1: Again, it's playing together. It's working yeah. together. Yeah. My dad Sitting always used and, to
0: say, "Kiss the song.
1: Yep. Keep it simple,
0: stupid."
2: Yep. 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 My my dad is at one of my my dad's a drummer. He was at one of my rehearsals and he goes, You sounded good, but he goes, It you kinda took off in these couple spots. Just stick with the rhythm.
0: Another Keep, good quote I've heard on uh from a guy on Broadway when I first got into town was if you're playing at the edge of your ability, you're on the edge of getting fired.
2: Yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. All right. Yep. I like that one. Yep. Yeah that that is him,
0: fired shortly later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was actually the guy that fired me. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of. Uh, Amazing.
2: No, I was, I was just explaining this to someone. I go, hey, there are four of us that are on the same page, and we're, we're doing it. You're trying to force us all to figure out what your one person is doing. You got mm-hmm. four people trying to converge to this one thing that you're doing that we don't all know, we're all guessing in our own mind, that is, that is a train wreck. That is mm-hmm. not how you Every make a band. Time. I get you wanna do it your way and you wanna have fun, that's great. But we're all trying to follow, instead of that, why don't we do this whole thing where the drummer keeps a beat and the bass player locks in and then I find my spot on guitar and then the lead guy, us two lead guys, we lead where we do lead, mm-hmm. and then sing your ass off. Just The that. world is not going to end right. if we are seven BPMs different than where you're at. They're where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And if you're throwing random stuff at us, it's just train wreck. Yep. And they got pretty upset, and they're still upset about it, and I'm like, that's okay. You're going to learn eventually, or you're going to quit. I mean, that's, that's the whole
0: aspect of playing with people and yeah. the listening skills it, involved. And it being ain't about able to one person. It it's and, about the
1: whole group and yeah. selling that song to whoever you're playing it for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Uh, <clears throat> a lot of talented people out there. There's a lot of, a lot of talented people, but not everybody can play with a group. Not
2: everybody yeah. can play yeah. with a band. The person and I'm everybody. talking about is out of this world talented. Yeah. But, like come to a group and, and that's like,
0: usually the ones they're, yeah. they're stupid talented yeah. like ungodly amount of talent Yeah, but they're missing that other thing
2: now we're talking specifically about Broadway if you hired us for your gig and your songs and we're doing that's your different. shit yeah. and the different. band can't figure it out that's fire those different. motherfuckers yeah
1: and but, now this goes back <laughs> yeah, to what I was no, saying yeah, yeah, earlier yeah, good, we're talking yeah, I sure, is, we're talking this Broadway this
0: ecosystem yeah. where we're Probably not going to play together on a regular yeah, basis so in yeah. this Let's setup. Let's loop back
1: around when I was talking about uh, the drummer that mm-hmm. we were talking about, that kick pattern. Again, on Broadway, if you don't know the specific kick pattern, it's too hard, do something simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of the band's going to follow. Nobody in the crowd's really going to know. And if they do, it's probably because they're a music nerd like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And
0: and then when you say, that, yeah, this is easier, they are like, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they're... I guarantee you, like something that minuscule, like, because it's really not that big of a deal. Like, Mm-mm. most people aren't going to no. fucking notice no. unless the, like, subwoofer is, like, throwing it in the house. Yeah. You know? But other than that, man, it's like on Broadway, keep it simple, play with the group, make the song work for the band. Now, again, like Sunshine said, if you're. Go, if you're being hired for an artist gig and you're totally going different. on the road totally the, you do that, it by the that, book that is when you, you learn the song exactly wrong. how it was recorded yeah unless, or how they're telling you yeah I was just saying unless they're if telling the, you if they're right, otherwise if right wrong
2: we're, or indifferent we're speeding up follow me if we're slowing down you gotta follow if that's how mm-hmm. it is that's how it is yep. You, yep. you agree to that yep. yep and if you're there's there's your your ego is not even a factor in this dude you're hired you're hired Or you're fired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is the pinnacle of replaceable. Yeah. Because every other guy wants that
2: job. Dude, we're a pretty spilling brother. They they just want noise on the stage while they Mm -hmm. sell beer.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you can jump around, you're selling more beer.
2: (laughs) There's a specific four bars owned by a specific guy where they don't give a shit. They want you to do what they tell you. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Take the abuse. And take their $32 a man. And... uh, (laughs) And 40 for a new year's noise. eve gig good for the good for them <laughs> a bar unnamed um yeah <laughs> that demon dude it's just idiocracy man it's it is insane. and there's like there's there's bartenders like that get y sometimes All and i go time? hey you know uh you're popping tops and your tabs are like fine dining tabs right where people have to study, have a dress code, have to understand every bottle of wine, every pairing, every like this. Like you have to understand it. Mm-hmm. These people devote their lives to get the tabs that you get to pour a shot and pop a beer top. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a breath and chill out.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not to harp on it because we could all day, every could day, could all day forever, We'd- but it's literally a tangible difference in environment. Once you walk through the door, there is like. A physical negativity yeah. in the air yeah. that just brings you down.
1: Yeah, at least if you're a musician. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you're not a musician, it brings you drunk.
1: Yep. <laughs> I, I walked through there a couple weeks ago to go see some friends, and I I will play those bars. I, I don't mind playing oh, them. Too, I don't because care because I like to eat. Yeah, I I, I got bills I got to pay, so like I'm not below playing certain bars but um, I did I, I walked in there the other day and I hadn't been on the main floor in a couple of years I walked through there and I was just like oh man this the energy in here is just so just somber and just yeah. like and then I didn't make it from the front door to the steps to the back and I had four bartenders like trying to force me to buy beer like I had never <laughs> been solicited in so much alcohol in a thirty second span in my life. I was like, Wow, yeah. this is intense. Like yeah. I, I would've like if I wasn't coming here to see a friend, if I was just a tourist here, I'd immediately walk out. Yeah. Like I'm 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 out. I'm gone. But they
0: don't and I don't get it.
2: And for me for me, man, most it's like ninety nine percent of the bartenders. I have great relationships and they're they're fine. But it's just every now and then there's one who just like says or does something and I'm like uh, I wish you knew reality. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> On one of our shifts together, we've had a bartender a few times that the whole band just doesn't like. Do you? Uh,
0: I, I don't I don't interact with bartenders a whole lot because I don't drink. Yeah. So it's usually like, hey, can I have a coke? Or hey, can I have a Red Bull? And that's uh, it.
1: Okay. So like the morning shifts and stuff that we do, like you know, there's not a lot of people in there. It's real mm-hmm. casual and chill. So it's common for us to like over the microphone. Hey, can I get a coffee or a Red Bull or a water? <laughs> and That's why you have a podcast. I know. <laughs> and this so
0: motherfucker's this, my microphone now.
1: This bartender just screamed at us to never again oh, order a drink. Yeah, from yeah, uh huh, huh. Never order, never order a drink from the stage or over the microphone ever again. There was two people in the bar. Two.
3: Now, if they this leave. was if this no, was a
0: stayed. six to ten, or like, I want to see what uh, goes down a after this. shift. I totally get it. Like yeah. that would be like fine.
1: She but. got so pissed. Yeah, so incredibly pissed, and we were just like, "Huh? There's a better way to handle this." this. Yeah, like you, you weren't. You were over there on your phone, like literally just <laughs> lean back against the counter on her phone, not paying attention to us. So, like, what are we supposed to do? Hey, so-and-so, can we get a bucket of waters over here and, and a coffee? And she, like, flipped out. And we were like, Well, hope we never have to work with you again.
2: Yeah. Uh, walk up and be like, hey, that feels disrespectful. or Hey, that, I don't want to, like, I don't like that. Have a conversation being an adult, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, don't scream at me.
1: Not a lot of uh, people in this town know how to have conversations. You lose. You lose your head.
2: Broadway (laughs) is high school. It is just chirp,
1: chirp, chirp chirp (laughs) chirp (laughs) behind each other's backs. Broadway is high school. Broadway, legit, is just high school 2.0. There's clicks, like, be careful what you say
0: because it's going to get back to whoever you said it about. Like, I guarantee Guaranteed. you
1: since we started this podcast, I know there's some things that I have said on here that have rubbed some people raw yeah. because they have said things to me. Yeah, They also won't hire me. I get that. Yeah, that's fine if something I said. Because of the you, yeah. Oh, Jesus. well, because of stuff said. Because of so some podcast. of the things like because I call people out for their shit, and they I don't call hey, out well, for my no, shit. People
0: not by don't like name, that. though.
2: People not by like name, that. though. You can't be telling truth to people. Ah, you're they right. They don't like you're that. Right. Man. I got to lie to everybody. The face, funny so.
0: thing is, and it, it's the whole <laughs> proving the point thing. It's God, like he'll mention he'll mention a circumstance and how not to act in that circumstance and then somebody will be like uh why are you talking about me i didn't say a name
1: i didn't say any names I, th- they're you just I've, admitted yeah i have talked so about specific stories mm-hmm. of artists that i don't play for anymore or that aren't here anymore and yeah. that's fun and i don't mention those names i just mentioned the circumstance yeah but outside of that yeah it's just to be like hey like these are things that have happened maybe you shouldn't do this like this is the best way to handle it and i've literally had people like reach out to me and be like why are you talking about me like that i'm like, I, I that wasn't targeted at you at all, but hey, if the shoe fits,
2: like, yeah. and
0: If you find you're yourself, like,
2: I was being polite and not saying your name. I'm happy to say <laughs> I'll it. say your name. There's two, time. there's two people I've brought up so far, and I'm like, I'll, I'm probably getting a text, and I'm <laughs> but I'm okay with it because I'm like, these are conversations we've had in person,
0: yeah. And that's the thing: if you're picking up the phone and you're ready to send that text, maybe you should have a moment of self reflection and be like, hmm. Why is he saying that about this circumstance that I oh, reacted this way? Oh, you way? think
1: those people self-reflect? Oh, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> I'm saying they should.
2: It. I, dude, people tell me all the time, they're like, hey, man, that was real aggressive. I go, what do you mean? They go, that was like, you're going to make people cry. And I'm, I, I just, maybe it's growing up with a severely autistic brother who just says, says, says it. F- he sees a fact and he recites it. Mm-hmm. Like that's so it. He doesn't really. There's, they have no filter. They're not a, I love them no, for
1: that. No filter.
2: No. To a to a point of uh, some painful moments in a childhood. Oh yeah, I'm like, sure. And, and your on mom the inverse, has to be like he he doesn't. There's no filter. On the he inverse, doesn't understand though, that's how that's they receive
0: information too. So you can't filter yeah. the information and expect them to derive the correct outcome. Yeah. It's like you fucking suck. Yeah. Or you don't fucking suck.
2: Yeah. So that that that, and then on top of him, that was my grandfather was blunt. He literally walked out of a party one time, and everyone goes, "Lenny, what the hell are you? Where you going?" He's like, "I ain't hanging around for this fucking fiddle player. God damn, he's pissing me off." (laughs) You know, anybody ever tell you you're a pain in the, and he just leaves and just like, "All right, man." (laughs) So, I like I don't realize what I'm doing. Then someone says it like, "Hey, you should like that sounds mean." I don't know. I said it to their face and I was honest. I didn't say it with a mean tone, did I? No. <laughs> like, yeah. So I try not to hurt feelings. Apparently, apparently as much being honest it does. is what?
1: being mean.
0: As Dude. much as it does suck to hear I'd rather some hear it things, from you. Like, what sucks worse is when you're like, when they're like, oh, man, you did a great job. Thanks for coming out. You're fucking fired.
1: Yeah. Yeah, don't don't like, lie to my face. Say it how it is. Yeah, the Dude, text
2: or you
0: hear it from someone else. wrong, tell me so I can fix it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so the worst. We don't
0: suck on purpose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i I was i was let go from a gig actually uh you might know this story a little bit bobby but i was let go from a gig and I, i never really knew why the artist just stopped calling me and i i i didn't know why like every time we played a show it was great we had great we had great energy and chemistry on stage and like I never. We always made money. I never thought there was an issue. She told me she she was switching to different bars, and I was like, "Cool, you know, like I'm I'm down. Let's go. Let's go do this." She's like, "Yeah, I'll hit you up." And then, a couple weeks, like maybe like two weeks later, I, we somebody filled in on one of our gigs, and I had made a comment about um, singers walking off stage and just just <laughs> leaving for four or five songs Mm -hmm. and just leaving us up there and I'm like like what the hell and then like you're over there hanging out and kissing on your boyfriend instead of being up here doing a job like we don't get to just like leave the stage like that's not I don't get to go kiss on my boyfriend like yeah I I wanna go kiss on my man what's up
0: (laughs) if I get five songs I'll make out with some dude I'm not I'm just saying five songs (laughs) fuck dude my knees hurt when I play
1: (laughs) bro I'm old I'm I'm lucky if I get two songs Uh a gig like I'm lucky. And so when you're walking off stage every four or five songs and you're gone for anywhere from two to five songs. With like no communication yeah, just taking off. Yeah. 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 And not running the bucket, not doing any like just and so she was down there like hanging out with her boyfriend one day and I didn't say anything. I was just like, Okay, it is what it is. But we were having a conversation on stage with another band and I brought this this situation up and I was like, hey, you know, like I, I wasn't cool with that. Like it kinda pissed me off. I go like why the fuck she's going hanging out and kissing all of her boyfriend you're supposed to be her working. I didn't know that dude was friends with these people. Again, yeah. small town. I had no idea. He didn't say anything. He was he was literally just sitting there agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. Just he was like,
2: Yeah man, that's Oh like he cool. was so excited. He's oh
1: yeah. Like, oh yes. He that day Tell me all the shit that talking. day he played with them and so did our, our yeah. singer of that band and he said oh yeah Kyle said this and this and this about you and he hates playing with you because this is what you and that's not what I said I didn't say I hated playing with her Mm -hmm. I said I hate that she did that Yeah. but I said I was like I love playing with her I love working with her this is great Yeah. I just hate when she does this one thing like Mm -hmm. if she wouldn't do that I think it would be better and he you know telephone effect went and said something else and I just never heard from her again yeah, I, I noticed that I was I was deleted on all of her social media accounts, oh like she wasn't God. following me and stuff anymore. And I was like, okay, like there's something going on here. And so I said something at our gig one day, our morning gig, and our singer turned and looked at me. He goes, "So do you want to know the real reason she did not talk to you anymore?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd really like to know." And he goes, "It was because of this," and he said that situation. And I, was I was like, mm-hmm. Are "You fucking kidding me? Like I even said that to her face? Like yeah. it wasn't like I was like talking shit behind her back. Yeah, like what? So." Yeah, again, high school, high school, <laughs> it's, man. It's it's high school all over again. Gaspings. And, and yep. I've
0: had a couple of situations of the same vein where, like, if they would have had a conversation with me, we could have got it all squared away. Yeah, and like, I'll be the first to admit, like, if I do something stupid and say some jackass shit, I'll be, like, oh fuck, yeah, I said that. I'm kind of a dick.
2: Communicate, man. Mm-hmm. Communicate. But it's all it takes
0: if you just fire me and don't tell me why one I can't fix it and two I can't apologize for
2: it yeah no, that is true again I'll
0: be the first or to be like dude um, you're right tell
2: you to suck I'm, a fat one yeah because you're an idiot
0: I've, I've gotten fired <laughs> for some stupid stuff that they probably just shouldn't have told
2: me hey <laughs> like you know what I wish you were talking shit behind my back because this is going to hurt you're a dumb piece of shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> I man, like I, I try to be like cool and nice with everybody I'm mm. not I don't think that I'm better than anyone in this town like at all I really don't believe that I am better than any player in this town whatsoever
2: yeah what like, we're talking about is like again the small like, oh yeah this oh is yeah. like 5% and, of the and time and more maybe. so
1: not even like the
0: people but just like circumstances yeah. that yeah. just happen to pop up yeah no.
2: and
1: you know like I, I just try to be friends with everybody I try to get along and but there are some there are things that frustrate you on this street like yeah. we're all trying to make money and doing what we love yeah. like, we get to play music all day and make money fuck yeah like would I love to put out my own stuff and be playing stadiums every fucking night? Absolutely. Yeah. But in the reality of it, here in Nashville, like you said, are like five percent. It's it's really it's someone actually gave me numbers a, a little while back. But we're one percent of the world. Yeah. that Gets to do what we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now in that one percent of the world that's doing what we do here in Nashville, then you're taking like one percent of that and putting them in stadiums yeah so I see the reality of that and, and I'm apparently
3: like apparently
0: okay. it's all my fucking friends and I can't get a leg up in this industry <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but then, I know we're all friends with them right like, and a lot of these people that I talk to that get these gigs they're like yeah I just happen to be in the right place at the right time you know yep. like I was playing with this person and they're like hey you want to come do this road gig with me yep. and the next thing you know they're in a stadium it's like alright I have a you know? friend that played
0: the ACMs the other night and I saw a video oh Fucking cool, great for you, and yep. I'm super proud of them, and it's super cool. But a little bit, I'm like, God, why, why?
2: Fuck you, man. I've been I mean, here
0: a long time. You. It's my turn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ten year town. It's been 18. God right? damn. Right. It hasn't been. I was ten having many. that conversation with my mom earlier today. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm hitting my 10 year mark, and I was like, this town is this year. This year is really trying to like push me out of this town, dude. I'm seeing <laughs> a hell of a year.
0: I'm feeling this has been like even when I first got to town it was easier for me to get gigs than it is right now there's just so many people right now well, the like sound is changing so fast it is and like I've I don't only know half the people anymore yeah. like I knew everybody I felt like and then now I don't know anybody and um, it's, it's when yeah, I moved here there were the right about has
1: 20 bars on Broadway and now there's over 50
2: is there that many? Mm-hmm. good god
1: and just and there's more going up and mm-hmm. and when you put it and again we've talked about this before when you think okay there's over 50 bars how many of those bars have two three stages you have over a yeah. hundred stages over yeah. 100 bands playing at once swapping out every four hours there's four bands playing on that stage in one day like you got 400 plus bands playing yeah. in one day think about mm-hmm. that that's it's what it's, a great life. Yeah, it's, yeah amazing
0: it's, it's it's, absolutely it is a, it amazing. Is amazing.
2: But, but there's a
0: competition it, level, and again, where talent is not the only notch you need to click. Yeah, like
2: yeah, you got to click with the people. You got to be a good hang. Yeah, you know, there's and easy to work with. Yeah, got to be work open with. to criticism. Open
0: you to constructive criticism. open availability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like I've I've been like the main drummer in a gig and had to sub out once and never got called back. Just good. this town is the happens.
2: king of one call one, I don't even know what it's call it. one and done yeah you get a call and you're like hit me up again man it's just and Never I'm happened. really lucky there's like four or five people that stick with they're like keep hitting me up mm. and then we get a regular thing going and but yeah it's so funny when I'm like oh I haven't heard from you in like two years you call me one and it's not like I'm a, taking it personal but it's so funny it's like you said man there's so many people
0: no everybody's got like Three or four people that's on their call list. And if you can't make a gig more than once, you basically fall off that call list. They're going to call people that they know are going to say yes. Yeah.
1: Or for instance, me, I ended up, I got lucky last year Well, after COVID up until this last year. I had like six residencies a week Mm -hmm. and people knew that. And two of them were like my own. I was co-fronting. And so people are like, oh, he's got his own things. Like, we don't need to call him. Yeah. And now that those gigs are no more and I'm, like, looking for gigs, people are like, oh, I didn't I didn't know you were available. Like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I've, I've got a full-time guy now and this yeah. and that. And it's like, yeah. fuck. And, like, again, stuff we talked about before, everybody now – it's going back to the band mentality instead of just that subbing out, finding new players yeah. every day. Which is everybody great. has their set bands, unless you're not and in one. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. You, I feel like you have that group of people that love to tour, and that's they want to be on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people that are like, "Nah, I want to stay here, sleep in my own bed, or make can't lots tour. of money. Don't have yeah. the yeah. the and time. So, like it, it's it's, it's one parties. or the other. Like you can tour or you can't, and if there. Not a whole lot of in-between. I'm,
2: I'm the, I'm the in-between guy, and I am so lucky because bookers, I, I stopped trying to do things with bookers because they get pissed off when I'm like, they're like, all right, we're going to book you for six months. I'm like, well, I got road dates. And like I canceled on someone. I said, hey, man, I got to sub out of band for these two shifts. I just got to call. I'm going to go open for Travis Tritt. And I, then they stopped calling me. And finally, I was like, okay, I, just, I can't deal with bookers. And I have four or five people where, when I come back into town, they, they want me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best guitar player. But I do both. And that takes up two jobs, and that mm-hmm. everybody makes more money. So I get a lot of calls. And I'm, I'm so, so lucky to be that in-betweener that perfectly floats. And
0: see, that, that, that's where I would like to be. Yeah. As, as a side guy that doesn't sing, it's a lot harder. Yeah. But like I love doing road stuff. But I've got two kids and I've got a, you know, my time management's stressful already. So like there's very limited windows where I could take a road gig. Yeah. But if I take road gigs, I lose Broadway gigs. And then when I get back to town, I'm not making enough money. And so I'm in this like limbo of, I got to be real careful what I do.
1: Yeah. I just, I just accepted some road gigs. It's, but it's like once a month. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay i can i can do you know once a month get out and i actually realized i was like i need that i need that yeah. just like one weekend just get away from the town, town. Mm-hmm. even even though the other week i went and played tin roof in memphis even though yeah it was still a tin roof it wasn't nashville mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and like yeah it's still bill street still kind of the same kind of feel there's live music but it's just it's, it's different getting, enough. just yeah. getting away for the weekend yes. you're like okay i need that
0: you get like, you get like a, a mental build up playing on Broadway and you you need a grounding show off Broadway outside of this yeah. ecosystem that can bring you back in and be like oh yeah I really do fucking love playing music this is great I'm yeah. ready to go back to Broadway and rock
3: Yeah
1: Well holy shit we are uh, running out of time not that we what got to learn a whole lot about sunshine today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just. We never got out of
2: New York, did we?
1: <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we ever did get out of New York. Every time we tried to go back to it, we just uh-huh. went in a whole other direction. Really
2: this, will, this will be like Joey Diaz. He has like eight, eight episodes with uh, Honey Pot, where he's telling, chronologically his life. <laughs> we'll we'll get to it next time.
1: Nice. We'll we'll have to get to it next time because this this is I great. was enjoying the conversation. Yeah, and I try to tell people all the time, like it's a conversation now that I know that we have some listeners that listen to these all the time weekly and that kind of look forward to it, at least so that I'm told one, thank you guys for listening to this stupid fucking podcast that Bobby and I host every week. Uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate it because we love it. We're
0: smart sometimes, (laughs) but I I try to tell
1: people like, this isn't an interview. This isn't like, we're going to come in here and like learn all about this artist or this singer, or this player. This is just an open discussion. Like we're just here. Just, three or four people at a time just talking about what we do and what goes on in this town and, and how we work through things and overcome it and whatnot give you a quick background
0: so. on the guests so that way you know that they're relevant and understand what we're talking about and then I don't talk know about, about the relevant shit. but <laughs> all right look <laughs> let me live in my world where I'm okay
2: <laughs> you're great I'm not relevant but.
0: <laughs> if you're not relevant then the podcast is relevant because you're the guest
1: uh,
0: but, before we wrap up, I have to ask my stupid question. You ready for this?
1: I'm ready. I'm ready for it, because I don't know what the question is this week.
0: I feel like, and I could totally be off base, and if I am, this is going to crash and burn, and I'm going to feel like an idiot. I feel like, when you're fronting a show, and you're doing your thing, every now and then, you might say something that comes out wrong, or say something dumb, mm-hmm. and then it hits you, and you're like, oh shit, shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. What is the dumbest thing or most inappropriate or worst embarrassing whatever thing you have said over the mic at a at a live show?
2: Uh that's tough cuz I love bombing. <laughs> I love when nobody gets it and it uh-huh. flatlines. I start laughing really hard. But I have a I'm that white guy. I grew up two hours from the border of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I'm very comfortable around, like, Latin people. Mm-hmm. And some some hipster whiteies call that cultural appropriation. No, I'm just, I'm not a dumbass. I'm comfortable <laughs> around people. So sometimes I'll get too comfortable and assuming. And uh, I'll start talking to people. I've talked to people of, like, like Mexican people. And mm-hmm. I started trying to relate. And they're just like, shut up, white boy. I'm like, anyways, um, Yeah.
0: That that's fair.
2: Or when I get drunk and yeah, I, I again, I grew up with, other than white people, so when I was drunk and I start hanging out with black people and I get just real excited with the music's right and we're jam- and then I'll get a little too too into it and they're like, all right, white boy, bring it down, bring it down. I go, my bad, that's my bad, my bad, my bad.
0: I love that. That is that is real world talk, right? Yeah, there. brutal honesty.
2: Yeah, I'm a stupid white guy and I get it
0: it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I love you <laughs> I love you we are best friends now
1: so I I, I have a question for you um, I was gonna ask you this the other night I, I always wanna ask you this and I forget about it later on but I know we're what you're at, gonna ask we're at bus call and I've heard this several times people always shout who the fuck is Sunshine James oh yeah so like where did that inside joke come from like my t-shirts see so, okay so you do have I, shirts I, have shirts I, I made as, a yeah. comment I was like alright everybody's yelling this I'm gonna make shirts <laughs> and somebody goes I think he already has shirts that say who the fuck is Sunshine James and I was like
2: damn it <laughs> yeah my buddy my buddy heard it he, uh, my buddy Bryce he's it was uh, uh, McGregor Conor McGregor is was like one of those pre-fight where they're talking shit to each other and someone says I'm Bubba and he goes who the fuck are Bubba? and he says that. and my buddy goes oh that's a shirt and he'd say, "He goes, who the fuck is Sunshine James?" And he made the shirt, and uh, I changed it to hell. So I wouldn't alienate all my all my deeply religious or sensitive people that I that I love and respect. And so hell, who, who may
0: shit. accidentally, of course, be referred to as a snowflake,
2: yeah, uh, <laughs> or they call people snow. That's why I love the snow. I'm like. I got buddies on both sides that are snowflakes. I'm like, yes. Everybody is a fucking Everybody's snowflake. Everybody's a goddamn snowflake yeah. at some point.
0: If you if you hit the string <laughs> Wait that, that one little thing oh my and God. they're like, Oh no, offended.
1: Oh dude. Somebody said something to me the other day and that I was just like I, can't I was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to talk to you anymore and she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I offend you? Did I upset you? I was like, no I just realized you're a shitty person. <laughs> Word. Word. I was like, you can't offend uh, me. I was like, I just realized you're a shitty person.
0: <laughs> maybe that's dying. more. Maybe I'm not offended. I just don't like you. <laughs> yeah,
2: you suck. Yeah, see, if I'm really nice to your face and I'm polite and I don't talk shit to you, that uh, that's that's me just trying to back away and uh, I not see, be. I if see. I'm talking shit and making fun of you, that's that's flirting or I like you, you know?
1: now this person like called me out on a bunch of stuff and doesn't know my life or anything at all but decided to like step out of line and try to say things about my life and i was just like all right cool thanks for the advice yeah and she was like oh i'm sorry did i upset you did i piss you off i was like nah i just realized you're a (laughs) shitty person i don't want to deal with (laughs) like it's that simple (laughs) like okay cool You said some things, and like I thought you were a different person than that, and you're clearly not, so I don't need to be around (laughs) you. My life was better without you. It'll be just fine moving forward. I'm good to go. All right, we need to wrap this up because I got to head to a gig, actually. Wish I had a gig. (sighs) Beautiful Broadway. I I, might
0: have several this week, though. This week might be a good week. Dude, I,
1: I went from having two this week to having 13. Think. and i classic I bass player i don't know how that happened i'm grateful so please keep calling me i will show up i will be there i will try to learn your songs to the best of my ability if i don't know them i'll fake the shit out of it and them.
2: if you don't want to be talked about on the podcast don't do stupid shit
1: <laughs> word <laughs> nah I, I don't i don't talk shit about people on the podcast i just talk about situations there's a difference yeah, exactly there's a difference anyways sunshine thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us we thank really you. appreciate it uh, tell everybody your socials so they know where the hell to find you.
2: Sunshine James Co.
0: Who the fuck is that? That's exactly. who
2: the fuck we're, <laughs> we're still <laughs> trying <laughs> to find <laughs> out. Keep putting out singles and videos Go and all this stuff. Check out the
0: socials. Find out who the yeah, fuck it
2: Instagram, is. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok? TikTok. I will,
1: I will say Wednesday was the first time that I ever got to hear your original stuff because I've always just done Broadway yeah. with you. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was Thanks, man. great, man. It, Appreciate it. Classic country vibes, like just good fucking music. Thanks, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Bob, where can they find you at, man?
0: I am Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search Story of Bob, it'll probably pop up.
1: And I am Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Bass Everywhere. And once again, if you're looking for me, I ain't that hard to find. You guys, thank y'all so much for listening. I know this one was a little bit longer and we totally went off the rails. (laughs) A lot. What this podcast (laughs) is about. You know what we didn't do?
0: Talk about Will Beeman.
1: <laughs> hey Will, we what fucking a great love guitar you. player, <laughs> isn't he? I don't know him, but goddamn, that dude shreds, dude. He does. He's he's incredible.
0: And he's been like on every episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really?
1: Well, yeah. like we've
2: we've brought him up every episode. I just saw a video, that video where he sings with the Taking Back Sunday guy. Uh, no, 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 no. Story of the year. Story yeah, of the year. Story of the year. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Shoot. Sure. Yeah. I think. I I could be wrong, but I think
1: Eric went to that show, went to the story of the year show, and then went and played the gig at nudies. And then those guys showed up classic like later in the night after their gig. So I think that's the story there.
0: Somebody needs to come on and tell it.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, we got to head out of here because I got to get to my gig. So uh, until next time, AMF bicycle. Nice bicycle.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to
3: tip your band.